You're listening to Football Friday Night On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with high school football scores, updates, and news by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. It is Football Friday Night, the preview show. Adrian brought us here, along with Paul McKinnon. Man, we've got such a busy slate of games tonight across the city of El Paso for our third week of Texas high school football action. Uh, The pregame show brought to you by the El Paso Association of Builders. Big shout out to the El Paso Association of Builders. If you need a real Texas builder, visit them online, elpasobuilders.com. Let's go over to some of the games last night. We'll preview uh, the week three of of Texas high school football here in the city of El Paso and uh, we'll get out to some of our reporters over the next hour. Remember just a programming note, we've done this for the past two weeks, we've received some great uh, response on this that's, that's kind of surprising there, Paul, that we got some good reaction right there. Uh, but uh, we've gotten some great responses so far here on the pregame show, what we do in 600 ESPN El Paso, talking high school football. We'll continue to do so. We'll continue to talk this high school football. But I want to let you know, as soon as the El Paso Chihuahuas wrap up their game, Tim Haggerty off the broadcast is going to send it off to us. We'll be right back in action. I figure we, we're on tonight a little earlier, unless uh, there's some extra innings with the El Paso Chihuahuas tonight with Albuquerque. But uh, regardless, we'll be on as soon soon as the Chihuahuas broadcast ends and we'll get you out to some live scoring updates and some recaps all across the city of El Paso. Paul, we're here. Week three. It's district play starting for 6A. It is uh, non-district wrapping up for 5A, 4A. How you feeling? Well, I was going to put the over-under. I think the over-under for us tonight is I'm, I'm going to say 830. That's that's where the betting odds I lie. I like that. I'm good with that. That's getting on here. That's about second half. So if, if you're a fan of high school football, you can really get a full dose of it tonight. Let's jump into it. Let's not waste any time. Yesterday's games, there were two at 6A. Uh, I was at one. You were at the other. This is perfect coverage. We've got one game going on right now. want to give a scoring update really quick. And we just got something new uh, from Felix Chavez. I just saw uh, his tweet come out from the El Paso. Times Pebble Hills Eastwood locked in 7 7 tie right now. First off, Gael Ochoa rushed in for a three yard scamper, and then on the other side, it was Evan Minjares who had a three yard touchdown run for the Eastwood Troopers. Uh, we'll get to this game in just a second, especially with Steve Escajeda out there. But let's get to the games from last night. First off, Westside Bowl Franklin versus Coronado. The Cougars they beat the, the Coronado Thunderbirds last night in a 57 23 fashion to kick off 6A play. Shea Smith, quarterback for the Franklin Cougars, five touchdown passes. You had running back uh, Jordan Morales back in action. He actually missed last week, Paul, and back in action this week. Uh, So dealt with a little bit of an injury, but uh, had two touchdown runs this week. Elias Rangel, he's really exploding out of the wide receiver group. Uh, But the big story for me as far as a uh, player goes, standout for Franklin, it's Bo Sparks. I mean, what he's been able to do this year, catching three touchdown passes last night from 50 yards out, 28 yards out, and 15 yards out. Uh, he's put together a special season so far, been a reliable weapon, kind of that Cooper Cup-like player for the Franklin Cougars. And, uh, yeah, Franklin rolls over Coronado yesterday, 57-23. Any thoughts there? Well, yeah, and it, you talked about Sparks. He does it on both sides of the ball. Uh, I was thinking it was last night, but, you know, it was probably a week ago. Had a couple of picks as well, so he's a shut guy, shut down guy in defense. He reminds me uh, of so many other guys who a terrific route runner and just catches everything that comes his way. I can think of a lot of guys like that. If you take it to a professional level, I'm not saying he's st- Steve Larger, but he's that kind of guy. Doesn't look that fast, but he's, he's always open and always seems like wide open. And when you're a quarterback, especially a guy like Smith, who's, you know, he's had some experience a couple of years ago, but really this is his first year as the starter 
the Frank, uh, for the Franklin Cougars. Uh, what an athlete he is! What a specimen! But uh, when you got a guy wide open, it seems like all the time, <laughs> it makes it's pretty easy pickings. I, I think uh, uh, Cam Bird knew it last year, and I think uh, Mr. Smith knows it as well. Kid's always open, and he's always making plays. You know, I, I'm not. I'm going to be honest with you, Paul. I wasn't really disappointed with Coronado because the Coronados of years past would have shut down they, they would yeah. have been shut out in a game like yesterday but I, I thought they showed a lot of fight athlete Blake Randag out from yesterday's game with an undisclosed injury oh. um, the, the the idea is that he was sitting out of this one maybe back next week not not sure about that one uh, but what I really liked was senior Cade Little I mean he returned to kickoff for 88 yards had some key runs throughout the game a quarterback Owen Levesque is a reliable player for Coronado I think the Thunderbirds are a team that you should watch out to have a sneaky upset victory that could lead to them making the playoffs in such a tough 6A. Now, that's a stretch right there, Paul. It really is with a nine-team uh, 6A, which is pretty much loaded top to bottom. But the Coronado Thunderbirds, the way that they're coming out so far under new head coach Mike Pry, really like things so far for them. It looks like the quarterback play is better. Like I said, last year was awful. Tristan Escovedo, the three-year starter, he went down, and you had Randag and Levesque fighting it out, you know, uh, splitting snaps, and neither one of them looked too good. Levesque already this year looks better than anything they had a year ago. And as you said, Blake Randag, a big play guy. I remember what he did week one. Touched the ball five times, t- uh, touchdowns, four of them. The only time he didn't score is when he jumped on a fumble. You know, you can't do anything there. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've looked uh, so much better this year, and I think they'll be fighting it out for, you know, maybe the two teams I saw at the sack last night. You know, Montwood and America is going at it for, you know, maybe the fourth and final playoff spot. Perfect segue over to that game out at the sack last night. Thursday night game, uh, Trailblazers eke out a victory 40-37. to They led uh, 29-16 at the half, but I really liked the way Montwood fought back in this one. I thought it was over multiple times, and the Montwood Rams simply wouldn't quit. They they really did they really did fight back, but it's a game they should have had. Got the ball back, a nice long return from uh, Diego Oaxaca. Boy, he had a nice game with with, with a few exceptions, which which I'll mention. But forty uh, five yard return, but a ten yard penalty brings it back to the forty. But they still, I'm not sure clock management was the best. Uh, you know, they wanted to keep things keep things balanced, run the ball occasionally. Those six yard runs, but just took too much time off the clock. Then they had to force the ball into the end zone at the end, and that's where the real star emerged. Ball got tipped up in the air on the on the uh, on the uh, four. And Mario Holguin runs right under it. His third interception of the night. Guy's got four picks already this season. And really, his first pick was the one that mattered the most. Montwood, early momentum, first quarter, already had a field goal, driving toward another uh, another score. And actually, they had an easy touchdown in the bag. Ran a reverse throwback pass. Diego Ojaca, that's the guy I mentioned. Pulls up, he rolls a little bit right, pulls up, looking to throw it to the left side. Has a guy wide open. The entire America's defense all within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. This guy's making a beeline for the end zone. Only problem, Mohawka just had to put a little air on it. 20 yards in the air with a little arc, and that thing is about a 60-yard touchdown. Stead throws it on a line, and Holguin just cuts right in front and goes 62 yards the other way. That turn of momentum, as I said, as, as you mentioned, America's up uh, as much as 32-16. Kicked a field goal, started the qu- uh, third quarter. Montwood came all the way back. Cam Harrelson, a couple of interceptions. That kid has a couple of picks every time I see Montwood play. Wow. So he's a turnover machine, but uh, just couldn't get it done, uh, as I said, inside the final 20 seconds. The interception by Holguin, and uh, that finishes him off. America's moved to 1-0 in the district. Montwood, of course, disappointing. Falls to 0-1. I'm going to ask you a tough question, Paul, before we get out to our first break and then get over to Steve Escajeda out at the sack right now. 
How does this 6A shape out? Because are there any guaranteed teams in your perspective? I don't think there's a guaranteed team at least to make the playoffs in my eyes right now until we see at least a little bit more from 6A district play kick off. Well, there have been blemishes on all of them. Uh, uh, Franklin uh, did themselves uh, no good week one just getting smoked by Centennial. I don't think that should happen. I think the two teams uh, with the biggest bloom on them right now are playing right now out at, out at the sack. Sure. Eastwood and Pebble Hills. Pebble Hills a big shutout of Canyon Teal week one, 23 nothing. They cruised through a good divide team last week. Eastwood, respectable against South Lake Carroll. That, that game closed for a half. Of course, Carroll does what good teams do. What good teams do, teams that are top five in the state. You know, they scored late in the half to get up a few scores, and, you know, it was all she wrote from there. But Eastwood looked terrific last week against Cruces, how good Cruces is. I guess we'll find out, but they beat them worse than uh, we're used to seeing El Paso teams beat Cruces teams. And as you said already, Eastwood, Pebble Hills, Eastwood got on the board first, the quick TD, and, and then uh, Gael Ocho, which he did last year, short touchdown. Remember, this was a 29-28 Pebble Hills victory on a Thursday night last week with all those sophomores, including Guy Lachoa, the quarterback, uh, ran one in with just uh, inside a minute left, and then the two-point conversion. They went for it. They got it, and they handed Eastwood a big uh, L. Eastwood disappointing through the first half, but uh, you know what? It turned out pretty good for them all the way into the round of 16. Smoked Americas to get into the playoffs, and as I said, a couple of playoff wins went further than any Eastwood team ever has gone, and you wonder if success like that breeds more success. Maybe the, these guys are thinking they're better than they used to be. We're going to find out tonight. This is a huge game between maybe the two best teams, and Franklin would take exception in District 16A. Our co-games of the week tonight. That's right. It's a uh, sack double header. It's Eastwood versus Pebble Hills. Eastlake versus El Dorado right after our two games of the week tonight, brought to you by 915 Tours, uh, who brings us the game of the week each and every week. Let's go out to the sack right now. We're joined by Steve Escajeda to give us the lowdown for Eastwood and Pebble Hills. Go ahead, Steve. Well, guys, you've got 7.22 and counting here in the second quarter, and the Eastwood Troopers and the uh, Pebble Hills uh, Spartans are tied at 7. Uh, and this game so far just as advertised. These two guys going at it back and forth. Eastwood took the opening kickoff, and thanks to a really good run back by uh, Max Macia, Set him up at the Pebble Hills 35-yard line. Just five plays later, then quarterback Evan Mihadis ran it in from three yards out to give Eastwood that early uh, 7-0 lead. Pebble Hills on the ensuing possession uh, got the ball again right down the field methodically. Finally scored their quarterback, Gail Ochoa, scoring for one yard out. That tied the score at 7-7 with 4-11 to go in the first. Right now, Pebble Hills is threatening. They're inside the 10-yard line. They're looking at a third down. Uh, but Pebble, uh, Eastwood just had the ball uh, a couple of minutes ago. They had driven it down to the five-yard line of Pebble Hills on a third and five. Uh, they had it throwing it in the end zone. It was intercepted by a defensive back, Ricky Gallegos. Actually, on a tip pass, he intercepted it into the end zone, and that's why we're still tied at seven. But tonight's ball game, very simple, guys. Great offense by the Eastwood Troopers, tremendous defense by Pebble Hills. Uh, to prove that, uh, Eastwood comes into the ball game, averaging 507 total yards of ball game. Pebble Hills, they only give up 197. Eastwood, 38 points in ball game. Pebble Hills, they only give up six and a half. And uh, just to give you a little bit of uh, uh, see how Eastwood's going tonight, in that first quarter, they did uh, amass 111 total yards. 
and of course that one easy easy touchdown, which already puts them over what Pebble Hills has been allowing so far this year. So Pebble Hills right now has the ball third down and goal from the seven yard line. There's a timeout on the field. We've got five fifty eight now to go in the second quarter. It's Eastwood seven. Great stuff, Steve. I really appreciate it. Call us with any hot action you get. Give us a halftime report when it gets to half, and I really appreciate that report there at the sack in our game of the week. Just want before we get to this game, want to uh, thank 915 Tours for joining us for this one. They're a division of Classic Elegance Coaches, and they're providing the best travel packages from El Paso to Dallas for Cowboys home games. In fact, right now they're doing a special on the Cowboys home game against the Cincinnati Bengals. They're getting ready for the season opener this weekend against the Bucks. Packages include round-trip travel, hotel stay in Dallas at the Omni, an ultimate fan experience tailgate, a meet-and-greet with a Cowboys football player, and, of course, your ticket to watch the Cowboys, and that's 915 Tours bringing us the game of the week. 7-7 tie between Pebble Hills and Eastwood. Paul, I mean, this is going to be an interesting one, but I thought it was going to be high scoring. I, I'm surprised to see a lower scoring game here in the second quarter. Well, maybe it's low scoring, but both teams are moving the ball. It sounds like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if, if Pebbles' uh, touchdown after the Eastwood touchdown was on one possession, but if it was, that means it took about seven minutes off the clock. And and moving the ball the way they moved the ball, the, the teams that hurt Eastwood last year, remember it was teams like Pebble Hills that were able to run at them. Uh, Ochoa went for 120 yards, and I think they got in another uh 70 from somewhere so they ran for about 200 yards and then you go to the course like east lake and and what that uribe kid to them teams that are able to run the football pound the football grind the football against that eastwood defense at least last year were able to keep keep control keep possession keep that eastwood offense off the field and and eventually steal victories we're going to see if that's a the same case this year is that eastwood defense the uh, defensive front seven going to be able to stand up to the pebble hills running game oh by the way they can throw it a little more this year jaleel Bost has had a couple of uh, nice games. He's good for, you know, four catches, close to 100 yards uh, uh, contest so far this year. Uh, we'll get to Brandon the Iceman Cone out in Northeast El Paso as Andrus hosts Del Valle coming up next. But first, let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, we'll run down the full local scoreboard here in El Paso for Texas high school football action. You're listening to Football Friday Night, the pregame show right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, let's waste no time. Welcome back. Football Friday night. Adrian brought us along with Paul McKinnon. Let's head out to our local scoreboard real quick, and we'll run down some of the games that we've got going on right now. In our 915 Tours game of the week, we've got a great one in our two co-games of the week. Tonight, first off, it's Pebble Hills going up against Eastwood. We already have an update uh, from Steve Escajeda. This is going to be a lot of fireworks out at the uh, sack tonight as this game rolls along. And then we also have another game that's coming up here shortly. Andrews hosting Del Valle. Going to be a great game. Brandon the Iceman Cone out at this one. Uh, Seminole taking on Mountain View tonight. That'll be an interesting one as well. Jefferson hosting Riverside. I'll be out at this one. Battle of undefeated teams. 2-0 on both ends. Riverside and Jeff. Uh, I'll have the coverage over there out at Jefferson High School. Uh, Jaime Chavez will be out at Austin High School as the Panthers try to get their first win of the season against a really tough Canutillo Eagles team. Should be an interesting one out there. Parkland going up against Burgess. The Mustangs trying to get their first win of the season while Parkland coming off a tight 
win against Austin last week. Uh, Bill Kuhn will be out there. David Guest will have the coverage for Hanks going up against Irvin. Uh, the Hanks Knights 1-1 one one on the season. Irvin Rockets 0-2 oh on the year so far. J.D. Sursley out at Isleta tonight as the Indians try to get their first win of the season. They're 0-2 oh on the year while Bowie's coming to uh, to their territory tonight. The Bears are 1-1 one one on the season after a big win last week against Horizon. Russ Bannister out at Clint as the Lions host Gadsden tonight. Uh, Clint is 1-1 one one on the season while Gadsden 0-3 oh on the year. Let's head out to the phone lines right now. Welcome on Brandon the Iceman Cone. He's live in Northeast El Paso. The Andrus Golden Eagles hosting the Del Valle Conquistadores. Brandon, take it away. Thank you very much. It's certainly a very intriguing game for the Golden Eagles as they will have their first home contest of the season. 0-2 on the year for Andrus. Well, that's kind of interesting because, look, they had to start off playing at Eastlake and at Franklin, so certainly trying to avoid an 0-3 start. Last week, without running back, Malcolm Anderson did not play due to a high ankle sprain. The Golden Eagles, of course, they've been outscored 69-14 to in their first <clears throat> two losses of the year. Anderson accounted for over 25 touchdowns in 2021, so this is a team that's desperate for a win against a very good Del Valle team. Elias Duncan, of course, their signal caller, a gentleman who went 23-45, 224 yards, one touchdown, four interceptions, though he struggled mightily so far this year. And keep in mind, second-year coach Chris Taylor was 9-3 and three last year, 12 returning starters, so certainly a high expectation for this team. And, of course, they do have some good defensive weapons that they have, especially a front four in Jaden Patterson, Andrew Carbajal, Eric Romero. So they're trying to get that first elusive win this evening. But easier said than done against a very good Del Valle squad. They are 1-1. One one. They did lose 50-13 to 13 against Pebble Hills last week. What a start, though, for their quarterback, Jesse Ramos is there. He has 413 passing yards and six touchdowns. But, of course, they've been without one of their main wideouts, Damian Diaz. So they want to see if he's going to be able to come by and be able to play tonight and, of course, be healthy. But this is also a team on the other side that certainly had a big win against Burgess opening night, averaging 206 passing yards, six touchdowns in the first couple of contests, 133 rushing yards. Led on the ground by Juan Archuleta who's got 30 carries for 160 yards. And then also they have a slew of good receivers in R.J. Bacamontes, Eli Molina, and Jonathan Estrada. So we'll see if they're completely healthy. We'll get you some information from both coaches prior to the start of the game at Historic Allen Sepkowitz Field in far northeast El Paso. Should be a good one between Andrus and Del Valle. Thank you so much, Brandon. Really appreciate it. We'll be sure to follow your Twitter page for some coverage tonight as well. Uh, check out Brandy the Iceman Cone at Brandon Cone on Twitter. Let's go out to Steve Escajeda. A quick update from Pebble Hills and Eastwood before we end the hour and get ready for our final uh, 30 minutes here on Football Friday Night. Steve, take it away. We've got uh, 325 to go in this opening half, and uh, Pebble Hills now leading the Eastwood Troopers 14 to 7. Uh, a guy we usually see on defense, Robert Deal Jr., uh, given the ball on fourth and uh, goal from the three yard line. He ran it in for a touchdown to give Pebble Hills that, again, 14 7 lead. I'll just give you a quick uh, quarterback comparison so far in this ballgame. Eastwood uh, quarterback, Evan Hobbit, who threw for over 400 yards last week. Uh, so far in this ball game, he's three out of six for 48 yards, and he does have that one interception. But he's doing most of his damage on the ground tonight. Eight carries, 54 yards, and the Troopers' only touchdown. Uh, Pebble Hills quarterback, Gail Ochoa, he's at seven out of seven so far to start the ball game for 75 yards. And, of course, he's also uh, 
contributed on the ground 13 yards only, but one of those was for a touchdown. So 2.44 here and counting to go in the first half. Pebble Hills right now is marching again. They've got a first and 10 at the Eastwood 24-yard line uh, trying to make this a two-score lead. Again, two minutes and 30 left to go in the first half. It's Pebble Hills 14, Eastwood 7. Thank you so much, Steve. We'll talk to you here at half or give us a call with some more hot action as it comes. Uh, but we'll get out to Steve Escajeda in our game of the week later on here as Football Friday Night continues. Let's take a time out right now. When we come back, final 30 minutes of Football Friday Night. It's coming up here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, final 30 minutes here. It's Football Friday Night, the pregame show. Adrian Broaddus, along with Paul McKinnon. Bo Bagley will join Paul McKinnon after the Chihuahuas broadcast. That's how we're doing things for the rest of the month of September. Uh, might be back September 30th. Who knows? Uh, for radio, for our usual Football Friday Night coverage. But nonetheless, we will have all the action for you following the Chihuahuas baseball. We'll recap all the great action for you, Football Friday Night. It's week three here on 600 ESPN El Paso. And, uh... Paul, I have an update. It's our 915 Tours Game of the Week. It's our co-game of the weeks out there for the sack doubleheader. Pebble Hills wide receiver Marcus Torres helped set up his own 12-yard touchdown catch with a catch on first down, writes Felix Chavez. Pebble Hills is up now 21-7 on Eastwood. How about that, Paul? Wow, uh, 21 straight for, for Pebble. you got to be sweating it out a little bit. of East, uh, If you're Eastwood, the one thing for them, they are explosive. But uh, as, it, as we've seen and we've spoken about before, uh, you know, Eastwood plays like their hair is on fire. A lot of times it's big plays. Sometimes it's interceptions at the tag end of a long drive, like happened on the second possession. And that's, I think that's really the spot where uh, the momentum turned in this one. And again, Eastwood is going to be able to have to stop that Pebble Hills running game. When it's fourth and goal from the three, they weren't able to do it 14-7. to And now you just heard Coach's kid Marcus Torres goes in from 12 yards out as Pebble Hills. Again, we talked about good teams. What do they do? Score right before the end of half and change a close game into a two-score game, go into the locker room. Uh, that's huge for the Spartans. Oh, it really is. And uh, our second co-game of the week, it's El Dorado Eastlake out at the sack as well. Uh, Steve Escajeda will have the coverage for that game. Um, one of the best early season storylines that we've had this year has been El Dorado freshman. Yes, freshman running back Ryan Estrada's explosive come-out party for the Aztecs. Through two games, he's racked up 319 rushing yards, three total touchdowns, but his success on the ground, can that continue into district play, or will the Aztecs win a key district opener tonight against the Eastlake Falcons to stay undefeated? Well, I mean, already he didn't have the uh, the week last week that he had in week one where, you know, he went for a couple of hundred yards. I think he ran for about a hundred last week. The thing that I find interesting, though, uh, the quarterback, big brother Quincy Estrada, three-year starter. I mean, he split time with a Portillo kid last year, but... Quincy Estrada was always trying to do everything himself. You know, if there was any rushing numbers, Quincy Estrada had them. If there was some passing numbers, he had them. And, you know, when there were some interceptions from a guy who's trying to do too much, Estrada definitely had those too. Quincy Estrada has really scaled back. He, you know, runs the ball maybe a few times. Oh, there's 40 yards for Quincy Estrada. Nice job. Letting little brother Ryan do all the work in Estrada and Quincy Estrada being more of a, of a facilitator running the uh, El Dorado offense these days. Fewer turnovers. That's one of the, one of the keys. Uh, the one touchdown for Ryan, again, the freshman a week ago, an eight-yard touchdown reception in that uh, win against Chapin. But, uh, yeah, I just think having another weapon. Remember, he lost his weapon from a year ago. Isaiah Ruddison, right. the running back slash pass catcher coming out of the backfield. Devin Thomas, the big play receiver, 
till he broke his collarbone about six weeks into the season at Fort Stockton. You know, we were thinking maybe this was kind of like a Burgess situation. Drew Rutledge for uh, Burgess comes back, quarterback, you know, three-year starter. Wow, nice to have experience. But all those guys, you know, the Tavares uh, Jones guy who was pretty good, he's not around anymore. And all those senior receivers, uh, you know, Ray Campos and uh, Sean Street, Adam Sosa, those guys are all gone. We thought that might be the case at El Dorado. And, boy, Quincy Estrada was in trouble then. But little brother Ryan uh, brings some game to the field as a freshman unbelievably and we talked about this last week a little bit I can't think of a freshman who's had an impact an early impact even guys like Deion Hankins Deion Hankins ran for 300 yards as a freshman second half of the season for Parkland that's about what Ryan Estrada has right now and in fact it is what he has even going back to John Skelton I think he came up halfway through his freshman season for Burgess I think they brought him up as a as a surprise for Riverside I don't remember that one working out too well but LJ Martin similar circumstances he came up halfway through the freshman year Ran for about 300 yards. So these guys all, wow, they're freshmen and they're on the varsity team. That Wow, no, that never happens. But they don't smoke anybody the way Ryan Estrada week one did against a good Parkland Matador defense, especially you know a couple hundred yards, all those scores as Eldorado gets a big win. So it's going to be fun watching him throughout the season. He's a kid who's like about a, what, a 175, 185, so he's a sturdy freshman. You always worry about those guys getting hurt, but I mean, so far so good, and it's it's going to be a fun ride while it lasts. Well, it might be stopped tonight by a team in Eastlake who really holds it down defensively. What Hector Hinojos has done at the linebacker position, already 38 tackles in just two games for the Eastlake Falcons. They've become a force under head coach Ruben Rodriguez in 6A. They're kind of juggling what their identity is offensively. A senior quarterback Javier Ortega, you got a sophomore and Luke Lomelli. They need to kind of find that identity on offense but defensively this team has it they, they have it probably more than anybody you're going to find in 6a other than maybe the likes of pebble hills especially on defense and you're right about a no tackling machine i don't know what he is this year 16 17 that's about about what he was a year ago uh, uh lamelli uh out uh third quarter last week i think we need a status update in, on him uh, sure. i think uh steve escajeda he's, he's on that case uh, second game rolls around we'll find out what the deal is a lot of times it could be just replacing somebody like uh, the montwood game i looked at last night uh you know uh, uh, once the galvan kid uh, threw i think his third interception of the night they went to the the southern young man and uh you know he he led the uh, comeback late but also a couple of interceptions of his own so Sometimes you come out because you can't get on the field, and sometimes uh, you can't. Yeah, you make the change because the coach doesn't want you out on the field. So we'll find out which of those uh, was the kids for Lamelli. But you're you're dead on the defense. I think definitely ahead of the offense for uh, for uh, East Lake, which is still looking for an identity. They're not ground and pound the the way they were a year ago with uh, Elijah Uribe. Uh, they're still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I think they will when it's all said and done offensively. I, I think the defense will probably carry Eastlake as the season rolls along. So El Dorado Eastlake, that's our co-game of the week tonight. And uh, for that one, both teams coming in unbeaten 2-0 and on the season. Again, right now, out at the sack, Steve Escajeda is covering Pebble Hills, who is hosting Eastwood. This is a 21-7 game in favor of the Spartans. Uh, Eastwood trying to get back into this one down two touchdowns. Want to get over to another preview that 
we have two. Uh, speaking of unbeaten teams, how about this pair of unbeaten squads? It's the Riverside Rangers, who are 2-0 on the year, at Jefferson Silver Foxes. They're also 2-0 on the season. An interesting matchup. I'll be out at uh, Jefferson High School for this great game. Um, first off with Riverside, Coach Gary Recoder has really built a winner at Riverside, and it's largely thanks to their star quarterback and Angel Speedy Munoz. I'm ready for this uh, you know, comparison right here, Paul, hmm. and you tell me if I'm wrong. He's the most polarizing quarterback I've seen since Sedarius Barfield at, at El Dorado. And it's just because the way he could throw the ball, he could run the ball, and impact games on both ways. Is that too far right there? Am I, am I, am I giving too much to Angel Speedy Munoz? Uh, Sedarius Barfield, pretty mercurial. Uh, you know, good enough that uh, San Diego State was all over him back in the day. So, sure. you know, we'll see about that. And by the way, you mentioned Munoz. In a couple of ways, running, we know intercepting. He had a pick six week one uh, for a score. And in fact, actually, Riverside's first points of this season came on his interception return. And oh, by the way, they're throwing him the ball these days. They're experimenting. And I think this is for down the line when, uh, you know, looking to make another playoff run. You know, Dave Campbell's has them as a regional finalist, uh, you know, in region, in region one this year. And, you know, they rounded 16 a year ago. But I, I think they want to be able to do different things. They'll plug in the Montione kid at uh, quarterback and split out uh, Angel Munoz. They did it last week against Burgess and and did it uh, a little bit in week one against Eslut as well so you're right he's uh he's dangerous like Barfield that's the, why they want to put him in so many different situations uh one place he's most dangerous though is under center because he's got uh, Jose Guardado right next to him who was uh, like a 1500 yard 1600 yard back a year ago as well so when you put two weapons side by side uh, like that I like it because either you're giving the ball to one weapon or you're pretending to give it to one weapon and the other weapon's keeping it and uh you know that usually works out pretty well that little yin yang action defense has to cover both things uh, at the same point of attack that can get difficult and against teams you're better than Riverside's going to just roll over them between Angel Munoz and Jose Guardado but as the season goes on you get against tougher teams just like splitting out LJ Martin last year and throwing them some balls in in the playoffs you're going to have to be able to do different things and Riverside's working on it the same way you describe the balanced attack that Riverside presents reminds me of Jefferson with their quarterback Roman Gomez their junior running back in Miguel Rubio that's kind of that run first offense that you're going to see out there led by head coach Tony Martinez out for the Jefferson Silver Foxes as a team they totaled 343 rushing yards in their swift 31-14 victory at Irvin last week. Um, can the Jefferson Silver Foxes hang on in this game, or is Riverside too high-powered to, to match up against uh, Jefferson in this game? You would think Jeff's not able to, to hold on, but you still got to like this looks like, I mean, uh, the best Jefferson team in, we've seen in years a season ago as they took fourth place in that district. Uh, what was it, 2-5A last year? It's hard to keep track. They keep switching every year. But, sure. Uh, terrific team. They graduate a lot of talent. But these guys still come out pretty strong, and you still have a Rubio running back. Every time you got a senior Rubio at running back, if you Jefferson, you make the playoffs. Jose Rubio got him into the playoffs for the first time since 1997. What was that, four or five years ago? Last year, it was a... Uh, 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 Arturo Rubio, it's hard to keep them, keep them all. Arturo Rubio, Rubio was your senior running back. And, uh, this year it's, it's, uh, not Diego, Miguel Rubio. That's right. Who's a junior running back, had his first 200 yard game a week ago in, uh, in that victory. But as you said, uh, Roman Gomez is the guy. Remember when, uh, Arturo Rubio, his junior year, a knee issue that was COVID 2020. Uh, just in one of the bizarro things that happened that year, you lost Rubio to the knee. They plugged plugged in uh, Gomez, did a credible job as a sophomore, and that's when he got on their radar. He was a receiver last year in a good receiving core, 
and they had him plugged in at receiver again this year, but you know, you just need some talent in that quarterback position. He doesn't always start there. In fact, I don't think he started either of the first two weeks, but he finds a way to matriculate his way to the quarterback position. And once he's there, he makes plays, and by plays, I mean long runs. You hit it right on the head, Adrian. You got that little yin and yang attack. Rubio and, uh, and Gomez, one's carrying or the other's carrying, and whichever one it is, it seems like both of them are making big plays. We'll see if they're going to be able to do that tonight against uh, uh, an extremely tough Riverside. Best team they've seen this year. Uh, let's talk about some of the other games that are on the schedule for tonight. Seminole going up against Mountain View. How do you see this one, Paul? You know, Mountain View coming into this one 2-0 unbeaten, trying to keep that alive. And trying to throw the, the football. Remember, a uh, new quarterback, Alex Dominguez. Uh, yeah. But still throwing the deep ball. You get a new head coach, DJ Check, and he told our Joey Panisi week one, hey, we want to spread things out even more and throw it around even more. And that's coming off a season where you had a record uh, setting, setting quarterback, right? Who'd never thrown for more yardage than any before. And they, they just want to one up that. And they, you know, they have the parts. Hansel, uh, Hansel Hernandez, uh, 1,200 yards uh, through the air, I think, as a sophomore. Same, Gil Gamboa had a big game last week on the ground. He returns. Alex Lerma plays mostly defense, but he's another option on offense. All of this returning talent, except the, for the quarterback, and it seems like the Dominguez kid is a pretty good fit. He's got a big arm, and when you can spread things and throw it around, you know, that, that comes in handy. When you throw the deep ball, opens up that underneath stuff. Uh, this would be a huge win for them uh, against Seminole tonight. Going to be a tough contest. Haven't seen Seminole against uh, enough area competition yet to see what they have but I think absolutely uh, we've seen the Mountain Views and the Clints of the world once the playoffs roll around they do have a chance uh, especially first round and to be competitive maybe in round two and and this will be a good dose of how good exactly uh, the 2-0 and Mountain View uh, club is. Should yeah. be fun. Let's go over to some of the other 4A, 5A games. You tell me which one interests you. Clint hosting Gadsden. You have San Eli playing against El Paso High. Hey, reunion right there. I mean, uh, huh. uh, former uh, you know coach out there, right. uh, Ray Aguilar Jr., now coaching at El Paso High. He previously was at San Elizario. Uh, Horizon hosting Fort Stockton tonight. Uh, 2-0 Fort Stockton. That, that's what they are. Scorpions going into this one 0-2 on the season so far. Fabens 2-0 at Cathedral, who's 1-1 on the year. Any of those strike you right there, Paul? Well, you hit on the uh, El Paso-San Eli game. Just from the standpoint, San Eli played Pecos tough last week. Uh, it surprised me a little bit. Remember, Pecos is uh, part of our uh, 4A Division Two, 1-4A Division Two this That's year. Right. So they'll be competing against the Mountain Views, the Fabenses, uh, and the Clints of the world. And it, uh, I want to say 12 to nothing. It might have been a little more, maybe 18 to nothing, but it was a lot closer than I expected. Pecos and Sanelli. Sanelli's been a whipping boy, especially amongst uh, you know those other the teams we just mentioned, the Fabenses and the Clints of the world. So that was interesting, interesting to me. So is that uh, does that tell us about what Sanelli this year? is this year or does it tell us a little bit about what Pecos is or maybe a little bit of both I you know I'm looking at uh, that uh, that San Eli game tonight to tell us a little bit more about what San Eli is yeah I also heard that uh, El Paso came out of that in a tough game last week a little banged up you know so uh, we'll have to see how many guys they actually have active out there Jerry Uh, Chide is their quarterback who's everything to that offense that did not finish the game and oh by the way uh, we'll get to that sometime before the night's over but what a wild game Hanks and El Paso was last week 
39-33, going for it on fourth and five from your own six-yard line, insane. By the way, Ray Aguilar not in that game, so I'm not calling him insane. Uh, maybe the assistant. <laughs> but, hey, whatever works, you're a genius, right? I'm, I'm with you there, Paul. Hey, we got three other games to preview. Austin hosting Canyon Teo. Burgess taking on Parkland. Irvin at Hanks. We'll talk about those games. We'll also get a, a recap of the first half from Steve Escajeda. But let's get out to our final break before we wrap things up here on the Football Friday Night pregame show. Charlie One has our next traffic update. In the El Paso Metroplex, what we have right now is a, a couple of crashes to watch for in the El Paso Metroplex. First of all, on the west side, South Desert and Artcraft, we have a crash here. Again, that's South Desert and Artcraft in the valley. Alameda and Americas, we have a crash. Again, that's Alameda and Americas. So caution here in central Montana and Cotton on a wreck. Heavy traffic right now. You're tapping on the brakes. I-10 East Piedras through Reynolds. I-10 West Juarez uh, ramp. That traffic is backing up on the Juarez ramp back to Reynolds on those the westbound lanes. So caution here. Caution also on the, on the freeway on the west side. We have some uh, construction going on. We're talking about I-10 uh, West at Mesa, I-10 West at Red. Heavy traffic. This subject brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. Open for dining and carry out Tuesday through Sunday from 11 to 8. Party trains, popular with strategic specials, full menu. Fresh, delicious, affordable. Don't forget the delicious papillas. And also don't forget that they have the tapicana, top sirloin steak, or chicken breast. Go Miners, the Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. 31, 600, All right, final segment here. It's the Football Friday Night pregame show presented by the El Paso Association of Builders. Big shout-out to the El Paso Association of Builders who brings us the Football Friday Night pregame show. And uh, it's brought to you by Real Texas Builders. Ask your home builder if they're members of the El Paso Association of Builders, the home of Real Texas Builders. Visit them online at elpasobuilders.com. We're going to head out to our uh, 915 Tours Game of the Week in just a little bit between between Pebble Hills and Eastwood. We got a doubleheader, a sack doubleheader for our game of the week tonight. So two games of the week. Uh, and then we will also get you over to our local scoreboard following uh, the conclusion of the El Paso Chihuahuas broadcast. That's what we're getting you over to at the bottom of this hour with uh, voice of the Chihuahuas, Tim Haggerty. Uh, and that's what we'll talk about later. Uh, Paul, real quick, just want to reel off three other games with you real quick. It's Kenya Teo going up against Park. Uh, excuse me, Kenya Teo going up against Austin. Austin. You have Parkland up against Burgess. Irvin taking on Hanks. Any thoughts on those three games right there? Uh, Austin uh, jumps out at me just because a team that uh, won so many ugly games a week ago and, and they come out bang, bang and lose a couple of ugly ones. Uh, 18-15 week one to Fort Stockton. And, of course, last week, Par- oh, Parkland yeah. drives the field in the final seconds. Literally, you know, a little field goal uh, was there. He's kid with uh, with two seconds left, and they and they lose uh, ten to nine. So, like I said, these are the games that they were winning a season ago. Early on this year, uh, not so much, but they're still playing people tough. And and uh, Eric Pichardo, man, he just his teams show up and compete uh, every week. And and you know they overperform. And you know. Four A is coming. Remember, they're in four A this year. They're right. they're going to be fighting it out with uh, Riverside, especially for first place. Uh, they assume in that district. So, you know, let's see what they have tonight. It's time to turn the corner and start winning those games that uh, that they won last year. One note for the Parkland Burgess game: curious to see the status of wide receiver DJ Chris Daniels uh, with Parkland. 
Yeah, missed a, missed a week ago. Uh, the thing I jumped to is uh, this, these two teams played some terrific home-and-homes about four years ago. Sure. If you remember the lights-out game, I, I think uh, uh, Burgess jumped up by a score uh, early fourth quarter. The embankment of lights uh, go out. Uh, uh, coach of the time, Eric Franz, you know, they got half the lights back, but uh, not all of them. I think it was about 75% of the lights at the Burgess Mustang Stadium. Call it game. No, we're not going to play in this, but if you want to come back and play tomorrow, we'll play. And, of course, Neil Rutledge and Burgess Mustangs with a little uh, flow and you know about to get their hands on the ball with about eight minutes left. No, we don't want to come back tomorrow. So that turns into a tie somehow. And the very next year was even even crazier. That was that was uh, my helmet falls off, so the clock uh, stops for me. So we bring in a backup quarterback because the QB uh, Herrera can't stay on the field. So they bring in the backup and he throws a, a touchdown with almost no time at the clock and wow. the kickoff return. There's a personal foul and that puts the Burgess in field goal range. They kick a field goal and go to OT and then there's a fumble. Just craziness. And you know that's what I look at. Uh, can we get that again? That kind of lightning in the bottle? Probably not. But it's 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 fun to uh, to dream that uh, Burgess and Parkland when they get together are going to create some kind of magic. We don't have much time, but we'll head out to our 915 Tours game of the week. It's our co-game tonight with Steve Escajeda. It's Pebble Hills going up against Eastwood. Steve, give us the halftime report. Yeah, we're here at the sack and the bands are out on the field. It is halftime. Pebble Hills out in front of Eastwood, 21-7. to Troopers took a 7-0 lead really early, less than two minutes into the ballgame, but since then it's been all to the Hills. Uh, give some, some quick stats here. The first half for Eastwood, they're led on the ground by Evan Mihadis, their quarterback, Eight carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, man, we just lost Steve. Well, at least he gave us the score, and at least he gave us uh, the halftime rundown right there, a little bit of it. But uh, we'll get out to Steve later on after the El Paso Chihuahuas broadcast with Tim Haggerty, voice of the Chihuahuas, coming up next. Uh, but, yeah, Paul, uh, Pebble Hill's up 21-7. Eastwood having to crawl back in this game. I don't know if they've got it. They've got two stellar receivers. They've got a passing game that was flexing uh, them, you know, and really feeling themselves last week against Las Cruces. But can Eastwood bounce back? Back in a uh, you know down two scores that's that's the big question. Uh, we know they have the weapons for it. Uh, the negative I would see is that uh, Pebble Hills again able to run the football. They're grinding out long drives, uh, and anytime it's a short yardage, they're, they're able to punch it in. The Robert Deal three yard touchdown run uh, jumps to mind, but also. What, what it would be a little scary if I'm uh, Eastwood, especially defensively, is Guile Ochoa, the quarterback, not only is he running the football, first touchdown of the game, a little one-yard run to uh, not things at seven, but uh, speaking of seven, seven out of seven through the air. I assume wow. the short passing game. Uh, passing is not what uh, Pebble Hills has done traditionally uh, extremely well over the last couple of years, but uh, sounds like they're having success today and uh, that's nothing but bad for the Eastwood Trooper defense. We're going to wrap things up here from uh, our Lubingo Studios. It's our Football Friday Night pregame show brought to you by the Real Association of Builders. That's the Texas Builders Association and uh, really appreciate them and what they were able to do with us. The El Paso Association of Builders. You can learn more online at ElPasoBuilders.com Coming up next, El Paso Chihuahuas baseball and then following the baseball game, Bo Bagley, Paul McKinnon back in action for the Football Friday Night post game show you're listening to 600 espn el paso thanks so much for listening and it's week three welcome to football friday night right here on 600 espn el paso in for mark miller i'm bo bagley <laughs> only for the second year in a row right hey for producer angel muñoz the effervescent paul mckinnon i'm bo bagley here to bring you week three of 
high school football all over the borderland. From the land of enchantment to West Texas, we have you covered all over the borderland. Nine reporters all over the city staking claim to those high school football stadiums and having the updates all over town right now as we talk about high school football in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Paul, exciting day today. We, we had it all over, all over town. An exciting game earlier today, especially between Pebble Hills and Eastwood. Pebble Hills coming out victorious, 40-22. Pebble Hills approving to 3-0 in the real deal in 6A. Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it. They really showed who they were. Eastwood got off to a quick jump right down the field, a touchdown pass, 7 to nothing. You know, with that trooper offense, once they start to roll, uh, it's, it's hard to <laughs> get them off that roll. Well, Pebble able to do that. Second possession, an end zone interception. It was already tied at 7 then. Pebble goes down and scores. They stuck, I think it was like four scores in a row on Eastwood and then just traded scores the rest of the way. Pebble is a tough team this year. A lot of t- uh, folks wondered, well, maybe these guys are still a year from uh, away. Most of their best players are still juniors. Well, they were sophomores last year. They got a lot of experience, so they're young, but they're experienced and young, and they're pretty darn good, and I think the Pebble Hills defense showed that they are among the best, if not the best, in the city of El Paso this year today. And head coach Mark Torres has Pebble Hills rolling so far 3-0 after a 40-22 to victory. We're talking about Eastwood, uh, they've had no easy schedule this season. Their two losses to Pebble Hills and also South Lake Carroll. So no slouches in the state of Texas. Eastwood's still a very good team, could put up a lot of points if we saw last week. They're now fall to one and two on the season with really a lot of the 6A uh, schedule still left to still left to play. Yeah, like all of it, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, we're talking about our 915 Tours game of the week. El Dorado out of Eastlake right now it's 17-0 Eastlake in the first half. We'll go out to Steve Escajeda in just a moment for an update. In other action, Riverside over Jefferson 21-14. Now Jefferson jumped out to an early 7-0 lead in this one. We'll have an update from Adrian Broadus in just a moment. Delvai up on Andrus in the first half 17-7. Brandon Cohn with the update in just a little bit. Canateo all over Austin right now 35-0 in the third quarter. This has been the L.J. Martin Show, especially in the second half. We'll get an update from Coach Jaime Chavez in just a moment. Parkland jumped out to a 21-0 lead over Burgess. Now leads the Mustangs 21-6 in the third quarter. We'll see if the Mustangs can come back. We'll hear from Bill Kuhn in just a moment. Hanks all over the Irvin Rockets tonight, 56-14. It's been all nights, all night Tonight at Excalibur Stadium, we'll hear from David Guest in just a little bit. Seminole topping Mountain View, the previously undefeated Mountain View Lobos, 60-21. to We'll hear from Joey Panisi. In other action, a slugfest down at the reservation. Isleta over Bowie, 13-7. to This has been a slugfest so far. Tied at 7 early on in this one. 13-7 to right now. Isleta over Bowie in the first half. And also, uh, Russ Bannister will have an update from Clint and Gadsden. Clint taking a 12-7 lead in the third quarter. We'll have an update from Russ Bannister in just a little bit. Another action. Bel Air leads Chaparral 47-0 that in the third quarter. Fabens over Cathedral 7-0 at halftime. San Elizario coming back from a 13-0 deficit to lead El Paso High 14-13 at wow. halftime. Centennial up in the land of enchantment all over Mayfield. 49-6 at halftime. We'll have more from that game in just a little bit. Anthony over Hatch Valley, 19-7 early on in that one. Horizon trailing Fort Stockton, 25-3. No surprise there. Fort Stockton is a powerhouse. 
Oregon Mountain playing for their, their injured linebacker and running back, Abraham Romero, down 7-3 to three with a lightning delay to Rio Rancho up in Albuquerque. And then Santa Teresa, Oliver Cobre, 28-6 at halftime. Okay, to our 915 Tours Game of the Week. Let's head out to Steve Escajeta Sack for an update on El Dorado and Eastlake. Steve. We've got 205 here left to go before halftime, and it's been all uh, Eastlake tonight, 17 nothing over Eldorado. Uh, so far, the star of the ballgame has been Eastlake quarterback Luke Lomalee, the uh, talented sophomore, has thrown for 102 yards so far and a touchdown. He's also run the ball for 47 yards and an, an, uh, another score. So with 205 left to go here right before the half, Eastlake 17, Eldorado nothing. All right, Steve, thank you so much. Eastlake really pulling out to this one. Paul, what are you thinking? Your early thoughts on this game, a, a little bit of a late start there, but Eastlake really playing well at home, jumping out to a big lead over El Dorado. Yeah, and the fact that they put offensive points on the board today I think is the biggest key because last week their only points came on a fumble return. Uh, Eastlake offense was hurting. They're starting to get well here in the first half tonight. Absolutely. And remember, our game of the week brought to you by 915 Tours. It's a division of Classic Elegance Coaches is providing the best travel packages from El Paso to Dallas for Cowboys home games. They're getting ready for the season opener against the Bucks this Sunday night. Packages include round-trip travel, hotel stay in Dallas at the Omni, an ultimate fan experience tailgate, a meet-and-greet with a Dallas Cowboys player, and of course, your ticket to watch the <clears throat> Dallas Cowboys. Our game of the week brought to you by 915 Tours. Hey, let's head out to more action down at Silver Fox Stadium. Let's join Adrian Bratis for an update on undefeated Riverside and undefeated Jefferson. Adrian. 309 left here in the third quarter. The uh, Riverside Rangers up on the Jefferson Silver Foxes, 21-14. We just had uh, two both teams trade turnovers. First, it was Angel Munoz at the quarterback position who threw an interception. Jefferson defensive back in this one. Dylan Navarro swiped that interception. But then on the other side of things, Jefferson quarterback Andre Lopez threw his own interception. Angel Munoz snagged that pick on his end. He's got two total touchdowns. I'm talking about the senior standout, Angel Speedy Munoz for the Riverside Rangers, a 94-yard touchdown pass to Tristan Lopez, and also a 78-yard rushing score. So, again, we got 3.09 left here in the third quarter. Riverside Rangers up 21-14 against the Jefferson Silver Foxes. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Uh, probably not what we all thought about. Riverside can really put up a lot of points. Thought maybe they'd have a bigger lead in this one than, than just a, seven, a touchdown lead. Right, and they do have their uh, big running back, Jose Guardado, back. Didn't have him a week ago against Burgess. Didn't need him. Got him tonight. Uh, made some plays, but still uh, nip and tuck. Jefferson, you know, le two legit uh, uh, playmakers in Roman uh, Gomez and, of course, the uh, – uh, the Rubio kid who uh, just uh, ran in one from 41 yards to close this thing from 21 to 7 to now 21 14 at Jeff. Those Fox fans got to be going crazy out there. Yeah, absolutely. They're too legit to quit right now. Still just the third quarter. A lot to play. 21 14 Riverside over Jefferson. Hey, let's head out to Brandon Cohn down at Eagle Stadium. The Andrus Eagles looking for their first victory of the season, hosting the Davai Conquistadors. Brandon, take it away. 851 left here, third quarter. Del Valle 24-7 over Andrus. Quarterback Jesse Ramos has two rushing touchdowns. He scored on a 47-yard rush TD for Del Valle to put them up 24-7. Biggest play of the first half was the defensive end Josh Torres for Del Valle, sacking Eagles quarterback Elias Duncan and then taking it 77 yards. 
for the fumble recovery for the touchdown. Worth noting, Anders without their star running back, Army commit Malcolm Anderson for the second straight week with a high ankle sprain. Coach Chris Taylor says he probably won't be back for a couple weeks until district play begins. 8-16 left, third quarter. It's all divided, 24-7 over Andrus. All right, Iceman, Brandon Cohn, thank you so much for that update. Let's out to the coach, Jaime Chavez, at Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium. Boy, Austin with an uphill battle, mm. looking for their first victory of the season, hosting the Canateo Eagles and running back L.J. Martin. Seems to be the L.J. Martin show. Coach, take it away. 6.42 left in the fourth quarter. It is all Canateo. Canateo, 35 and Austin, nothing. And if you're running back, L.J. Martin shining tonight. He's got a pair of touchdown runs of 43 and 5 yards. He also caught a 35-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Jeremiah Knox. Tonight, Martin, 185 yards rushing on 17 carries. He's now over 500 yards rushing thus far on the season. 6.42 left in the fourth quarter at Austin's Ari McKee. It's all Kanye Teal. Kanye Teal, 35. Austin, nothing. All right, Coach, thank you so much for that update. Paul, bring in here L.J. Martin. Once that Canateo Eagle offense starts going, boy, they are hard to bring down, especially when L.J. Martin's got his good feet under him. Yeah, it took him a week to get going. Remember, Pebble Hill shut him out week one, but uh, back to the old Canateo ever since. you got the best player on the field, L.J. Martin, and he makes an impact every week. And we're seeing, as we saw at the tagging of last season, not only on the ground, but again, another touchdown reception tonight. Uh, he's a weapon all over the place. That's got to feel good for the uh, young quarterback, Knox, to throw himself a TD to the big guy. Absolutely. Canateo uh, offense uh, starting to get pretty consistent. Scored 36 last week in a 36-20 victory over Coronado. They're up 35 nothing tonight over Austin. Thank you, Coach Chavez. We'll have a, an update from Jaime Chavez in just a little bit. And speaking of home teams looking for their first victory following Andres and Austin, let's go out to Burgess Mustang Stadium, though. Winless, Burgess Mustangs hosting the Parkland Matadors. Again, Burgess, just like Austin and Andrus, finding it hard tonight. Let's go out to Bill Kuhn for an update. Bill, take it away. It is starting at the fourth quarter. It is Parkland Matadors 21, Burgess Mustang 7. Parkland came out, scored a 49-yard touchdown by Fabian Cervantes for Parkland's first uh, touchdown. It's been the Isaiah Beasley uh game tonight first half 16 carries 130 yards he got the second touchdown eric ortiz 15 yard romp for parkland for their third touchdown Burgess came out in the third quarter only score 23 yards by devin mata catch uh is the only score that Burgess mustang has had has had so with one minute 45 seconds left in the thir- fourth quarter it is parkland matadors 21 Burgess Mustang 7. All right, Bill, thank you so much. Parkland starting to find their offense. Remember, they just had a last-second field goal for a 9-7 victory over Austin last weekend. Parkland putting it together tonight up 21-7 in the fourth quarter over the Burgess Mustangs at Mustang Stadium. Let's head out to Hank's Excalibur Stadium. This one is finally a home team with a ton of offense. The Excalibur Knights. Of, uh, of Hanks High School taking it to the Irvin Rockets. Let's head out to David Guest with an update from Excalibur Stadium. David. Hey, guys, out here at Hanks High School, and it has been Hanks, all Hanks in this first half. Hanks currently leads. Uh, we're still at halftime, 56-14. to 14. Hanks over the Irvin Rockets. The first two scores were from running back Xavier Johnson, 
Of course, Irvin had a score in between. Isaac Guerrero found wide receiver Jonathan Chires. But as I mentioned, Xavier Johnson, the first two scores for Hanks, they went up 14-7. to Marcus Porras, quarterback for Hanks, has been spreading the ball around to his receivers. Three touchdown passes from him to wide receivers Dominic Casillas, Eric Folkadol, and Abram Acosta. And then the Hanks defense has been putting in work, too. Two pick sixes off of Urban quarterback Isaac Guerrero. Uh, finding the end zone for Hanks uh, was uh, uh, Andrew Castillo. And also, uh, later on, right before the end of the half, Christian Rodriguez with that second pick six. Hanks is up 56-14 to 14 at halftime here. All right, David, thank you so much. Wow. All Hanks all the time. Hanks looking to prove it two and one on the season. Boy, they're coming back after a, a tough loss last week to the El Paso High Tigers. They very well could be looking at a three and zero record right now. The Hanks Knights playing well tonight against the Irvin Rockets. Hey, this one a final doubt in Mountain View. Let's go to an update from Joey Panisi. Mountain View hosting Seminole. Joey, take it away. Yes, it's a final out here at Mountain View High School. Uh, Seminole sixty. Mountain View 21, I'll tell you what, uh, Seminole has a wonderful quarterback, uh, Blake Flowers. He tossed for six touchdowns, given him 13 on the year. He connected with five different receivers. And get this, 42 completions and 54 tries for 411 yards. Uh, that's, of course, unofficial. Bright spot for Mountain View, though, Gilbert Gamboa had 20 carries, 175 yards, and three TDs. So... Final score out here from Montwood High, for excuse me, from Mountain View High School. It's Seminole 60, Mountain View 21. All right, Joey, thank you so much. Boy, really tough loss at Lobo Stadium for the Mountain View Lobos. We'll go back to Joey in just a, mi- a little bit for a complete wrap-up because that game just ended. We also have a final out in Chaparral for the Lobo Stadium. Bel Air all over Chaparral, 53-0. That is a final. Bel Air improving to 3-0. and They scored 33 points in the first quarter alone to run away with this one. And that's a New Mexico game. You can see it uh, kicked off at 7. It's done at 9. They do have the running clock out there, so 53, uh, good, for, good for the running clock. Maybe they should institute that at Excalibur Stadium. <laughs> I don't know. All due respect to the Irvin Rockets, but it's a tough one tonight against the Hanks Knights. Hey, let's head out to J.D. Sursley down at the reservation. A tough slugfest between the Bowie Bears and the Isleta Indians. Isleta looking for their first victory of the season. Let's head to J.D. at, at Hutchins Stadium for an update. J.D. Yeah, 7.30 left in the third quarter. Isleta definitely opening it up in the second half. Uh, the first half was, you know, lackluster and dirty laundry all over the place. But with two Bowie fumbles to start the second half, Isleta is now over uh, Bowie 27-7. to um, On the ground and pound, Aris Gomez, Daniel Martinez, and Jimmy Tommy Ringo for the ground touchdowns, and then just a bit ago, Evan Martinez threw a beautiful dime to Adrian Martinez, 21 yards. Um, the only touchdown from Bowie was Abraham Carrasco. Yeah, uh, Bowie's two fumbles to start the half definitely changed the game, and then now he fled a 27, Bowie 7, 7-20 left in the third quarter. 
All right, J.D., thank you so much. Boy, is Letta really pulling away. This this game tied at 7 in the second quarter, but 20 unanswered points for the Isleta Indians as they're looking to pull away from the Bowie Bears, 20 to 7, 27 to 7 in the third quarter. Let's head out to Clint Lions Stadium. Russ Bannister out there with a call on Clint and Gadsden. Gadsden looking for their first victory of the season, but Clint playing well at home. Let's head out to Russ Bannister for an update on Clint and Gadsden. Russ. Okay, uh, we have 317 remaining uh, in regulation play. It's Gadsden, 21, Clint, 12. Uh, Ryan Hernandez, uh, a cornerback for uh, Gadsden, intercepted, ran a ball back 50 yards, 55 yards for a touchdown. It's kind of put the ball away. So uh, Clint has the ball now, but they're down by uh, – Set eight, nine points. So from Clint, we have, uh, with two minutes and 55 minutes remaining, we have, or two minutes and 55 seconds remaining, we have Gadsden Panthers 21 and the Clint Lions uh, 12. All right, Russ, thank you so much. A nine-point uh, lead for the Gadsden Panthers over the Clint Lions. Looks like maybe a little bit insurmountable with just a couple minutes away. We'll get a final from Russ in just a little bit. Once again, 21-12, to 12, Gadsden over Clint. And especially with that Clint offense. Remember, they're a bone, uh, born and bred. As long as the Roosevelt Martinez has been out there, they're a bone offense. You don't score in three plays in the bone. You Absolutely. pound it down the field. So uh, a lot of clock coming off, even if Clint succeeds the, the remainder of the contest. Looks like Gadsden will be victorious in that one. Again, we'll have a, an update from Russ Banster in just a little bit. Let's head back out to Lobo Stadium at Mountain View and get a final wrap-up with Joey Panisi. Seminole victorious over the Mountain View Lobos, 60-21. to Joey, uh, take us away with our, your final wrap-up, please. All right. Um, Seminole took over the game and, and scored 18 unanswered points. And then with four minutes into the second quarter, uh, Gilbert Gamboa capped a 47-yard drive and scored on a, a two-yard dive, making it Seminole 18, uh, Mountain View 7. Well, Seminole, I guess, got woken up again, and they immediately scored on a 40-yard pass the very next play uh, after Mont- Mountain View had scored, and they scored again, and they raised it up to 25-7. to Well, Mountain View, I guess, was trying to sneak another score in before going in, and Albert Dominguez was intercepted with 104 left in the game, and then the rains came. Seminole immediately scored on a 37-yard touchdown, um, putting the score at halftime 33-7. to um, And it was totally Seminole after that. Um, let me just give you some numbers on this. Blake, he's one of the top-rated quarterbacks um, in 4A in the state. Uh, he came in with six TDs, excuse me, seven, and he threw six tonight, giving him 13 for the year. Uh, he connected twice with Coiler Kramer, twice with Ryan McCormick, once with Hector Contreras, and once with Aiden Garibay. He also rushed one in on a quarterback draw from seven yards out. He finished the night with 70, 40 completions and 396 yards, six TDs. They pulled him out in the fourth quarter. And they put in Braden Gonzalez, their second-string quarterback, and they didn't miss a lick. Uh, he ran in from 37 yards out on a quarterback draw, and he also passed for a touchdown. So it was all Seminole tonight. And as I said earlier, Mountain View um, just couldn't get it together. I mean, you know, they had two nice victories, scored a lot of points. People thought this would be an even game, but it really wasn't. Seminole dominated 
in every area of the game. But for Mountain U, Gilbert Gamboa battled all night long, 20 carries, 176 yards, and he scored three TDs. Um, I thought it was very sportsman for Seminole coach um, Greg Painter. He pulled out his starters and let everybody play in that third quarter. Uh, they are now 2-1, and one, and next week they host, they host uh, Andrews. And then Mountain View is 2-1 and one also, and they will travel to Irvine and play the Rockets at Irvine Stadium. So from Mountain View High School, final score, Seminole 60, Mountain View 21. All right, Joey, thank you so much. 60-21, to 21, Seminole victorious over Mountain View. Both teams now 2-1 and one on the season. Hey, and uh, Joey, thank you so much. Great job out there. We'll see you at our post-game get-together at Union Drafthouse on Sunland Park Drive. Con- convene. Let's convene to talk high school football. It's a locally owned draft house with 100 beers on tap, a great place to catch the game or talk sports with delicious food. Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive in West El Paso. Some other score updates to let you know about. Riverside now jumping on top of Jefferson by 21, 35-14. Yeah, a Vince Serena 62-yard fumble return. Strip and recovery and run. Serena does it all. That coming from our Adrian Broad. It's 35-14 now, as you said, breaking up a close one between the uh, undefeateds. That's 14 unanswered points by the Riverside Rangers. Currently lead Jefferson 35-14 in the fourth quarter. Also, Devai pulling away from the Andrus Eagles with 16 unanswered points. Devai now leads it 30-7, this in the fourth quarter. Uh, Archuleta, one Archuleta, 42-yard run to uh, open that one up. Delvi is really taking control after spotting Andrus, a 7-0 lead. And once again, a reminder, a final from Chaparral, Bel Air, Oliver Chaparral, 53-0. That's a final. We're going to take a break, come back with much more here on Football Friday Night, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We have a final from R.E. McKee Stadium, Canateo, all over the Austin Panthers, shutting them out. 35 nothing. We'll have a wrap-up from Coach Jaime Chavez in just a little bit. Also, Delvai over Andrus, 37-7, that in the fourth quarter. Riverside, all over Jefferson, 35-14 in the fourth quarter. Eastlake shutting out El Dorado, 17 nothing at halftime. Parkland over Burgess, 27-7. Hanks up 56-14 over Irvin at halftime. Mountain View. Falling to Seminole. This is a final 60-21. to Also late in the second half, we have El Paso High leading Sanelli 19-14. Cathedral over Fabens 12-7 in the third quarter. This is a final from the land of enchantment. Centennial over Mayfield 49-13 the final. Pebble Hills earlier today topping Eastwood 40-22. to And tonight at Chaparral, Bel Air topping the Lobos of Chaparral 53-0. And other action, Fort Stockton leading Horizon 25-3. And Rio Rancho leading Oregon Mountain 7-3 with a lightning delay. All right, let's head back out to Coach Jaime Chavez with an, a wrap-up of Canateo and Austin. A big Eagles victory, 35-0. Coach, take it away. As you said, both the final out here at Austin's Ari McKee Stadium, Kanye Thiel, 35, Austin nothing. L.J. Martin, the star running back for Kanye Thiel, he had two touchdown runs of 43 and 5 yards, and he also caught a 35-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Jeremiah Knox. Knox also threw a 27-yard touchdown pass to Rene Huerta, and Martin 
had 13 carries, 185 yards rushing in three quarters of play tonight. And running back and uh, his his running mate, Anthony Ayala, he added a 57-yard touchdown run for Cañutillo. Knox was four of six, 139 yards passing, and two TDs, six carries, 52 yards rushing. Ayala, 70 carries and 70 yards and five carries. Cañutillo's defense was stout tonight. They held the Austin running back, Jaden Wilson, to 45 yards on 12 carries, and they picked off Austin quarterback Irving Cortinas twice, which led directly to a pair of uh, Cañutillo scores. Cañutillo now 2-1 and one on the season. A big matchup next week. They'll be at Del Valle. And Austin, 0-3, oh they travel to Hanks next Friday. The final once again in central El Paso at Austin's Ari McKee Stadium. Can you feel 35? Austin, nothing. All right, Coach, great job. We'll see you over at Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive for our post-game get-together. Uh, and Paul's talk about Canadillo finally starting to find their groove. A 35-0 outstanding win tonight. Yeah, against a good Austin team. I mean, Austin is 0-3, but uh, as we talked about earlier, competitive, show up every week. Uh, a close loss, what was it, 18-15 week one to a good Fort Stockton team. And last week it came down to the final two seconds before Parkland field, field gold them out, if that's a word, uh, 10-9. to So these guys have shown up, they've competed, but once they got in front of uh, mighty Canutillo tonight, uh, especially Canutillo is on the warpath ever since getting humbled by Pebble opening week 23-zip. Uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're a tour de force now, especially amongst the 5A teams. It's going to be a great one next week. Del Valle, Canateo, an old 5A uh, Region 2 uh, or Division 2 game. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hey, let's head back out to Steve Escajeda. We do have a final from earlier today as Eastlake and El Dorado 17-0 at halftime. Steve pulling double duty and reporting on Pebble Hills and Eastwood 40-22. The Spartans all over the Troopers. Steve, take it away with a wrap-up of that game. Well, yeah, you're right. Again, it was all uh, Pebble Hills, uh, 40 to 22 over the uh, Eastwood Troopers. Uh, Pebble Hills, uh, three and zero now on the season. More importantly, one and zero in uh, district play. And uh, they were led by their uh, quarterback uh, Gail Ochoa, 15 of 21 through the air, 211 yards, two touchdown passes, and also had a touchdown run. And his favorite target tonight was Marcus Torres, eight catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. For the Eastwood Troopers, again a Kind of a really tough night for the quarterback, Evan Minjades. Uh Last week, uh, what do you have? Seven touchdown passes and one INT. Tonight, one touchdown, four picks on the night. He was 14 for 35 for 198 yards, although he did add a couple of touchdown runs. Uh, Jay's uh, Molden caught three passes for each one for 38 yards and that one touchdown throw. So, again, Pebble Hills. Uh, Eastwood, the first two times they had the ball, they just went up and down the field like, like nothing. After that, that defense settled down, and they just shut on Eastwood pretty much the rest of the way. Pebble Hills winning a big one, 40-22 uh, tonight over Eastwood. In the second game, uh, it's halftime here, uh, again at the sack, Eastlake all over El Dorado, 17 to nothing, And it's been uh, Eastlake since the opening kickoff. El Dorado has not been able to do anything on offense. They've got that brother tandem, senior quarterback Quincy Estrada, little freshman brother uh, Ryan Estrada. That's been their whole offense. Uh, so far, uh, well, if you can call it much of an offense, uh, the brother, the older brother, the quarterback, Quincy, two out of eight through the air for just seven yards. And uh, running back Ryan Estrada, a freshman, averaging 159 yards on the ground so far in his first two games, 
tonight. So far, eight carries, 45 yards. For Eastlake, uh, Luke Lomali, they're talented young quarterback, uh, 10 out of 18 through the air, 128 yards, and a touchdown pass. He's also run the ball for 47 yards and another score. And uh, two, uh, a good night by his two receivers. He's got 10 completions, 12, five of them. Isai Perea for 77 yards and five of them to San Martinano for 51 yards. So again, guys, from the beginning, it's been all East Lake. El Dorado's got to get something going. Only 83 yards of total offense for them at halftime to East Lake's 222. So it's halftime here at the SAC. East Lake all over El Dorado, 17 to nothing. And, and Bo, back to that four o'clock game. Uh, yeah, talking about that Pebble Hills defense, you know they look for real. And, and I would think Canutillo's feeling a lot better about their first week uh, shutout. But what Pebble Hills was able to do was take one of the best running teams in the city. I would say the best running team in five A for sure, and shut that down. Today they get the most proficient passing attack in the city of El Paso. And while Eastwood puts twenty points on the board, whippy for that. Four takeaways, four interceptions, and I would say none bigger than Eastwood's second possession. 7-7 game. Eastwood had scored on their first drive. Easy TD pass. Down the field, down to the five-yard line. End zone interception. Turn to momentum, and it was all Pebble Hills from there. So they shut down the best running team. They've shut down the best passing team. I, I think we can take a pretty educated guess now that that Pebble Hills defense is pretty darn good. Sure, and they're playing like it. And next week, a battle of Far East rivals, El Dorado and Pebble Hills on a Thursday night. That's sure to be a fun one. Hey, let's head out to Silver Fox Stadium, get an update on Jefferson and Riverside. Two teams undefeated, but looks like the Riverside Rangers are pulling away from this one. Let's head out to Adrian Broaddus with an update. Adrian. 342 left here in the ball game out of Jefferson Silver Fox Stadium. The Riverside Rangers now go up 42-14. A little bit of hot action here as Riverside quarterback Angel Speedy Munoz carried the ball in for a 36-yard rushing touchdown for his third touchdown tonight. Second rushing touchdown from him. Remember, he had that one earlier today from 78 yards out. Uh, Angel Munoz on the ground, six carries, 145 rushing yards uh, on the ground, and then through the air, Six of nine for 139, a touchdown and an interception. But he caught an interception on defense. Uh, Angel Munoz, just kind of the do-it-all player for the Riverside Rangers. Uh, also, big shout-out to running back Jose Guardado. He didn't play last week uh, for an undisclosed reason, but he has 13 carries, 107 rushing yards tonight. He has a receiving touchdown from 53 yards uh, from backup quarterback Ian Montillon, uh, and that one was from earlier today. On the Jefferson, uh, Jefferson side of things, they're led by Miguel Ruby. 24 carries, 171 rushing yards, and a touchdown from 41 yards out. But uh, this one is all but over, guys. Jefferson uh, down big in this one. They had multiple opportunities. Uh, they could not capitalize on different plays from Jefferson uh, from Riverside. Uh, then again, we've got 3:42 left in the ball game. Riverside up 42-14 against Jefferson. Oh, those Riverside Rangers can put up points and can put up points and bunches, and that's what they're showing in the second half. Yeah, what I would take from this, though, is Jefferson at one point was only down 21-14 in this one after uh, the long Rubio TD run. And I'm looking at that district of, yeah, what is it these days? They changed the <laughs> – this year it's 1-5A Division Two Burgess, Andrus, uh, those teams, Canutillo. Jefferson in the playoffs last year graduated a lot of folks, but that fourth – and maybe even the third, depending on the way Chapin uh, is playing. Those 
And you know what? Anders is getting smoked tonight as well. So maybe outside of Kenny Teo, that district uh, wide open. But Burgess, a team that's been in the playoffs for seven years in a row, I think they're going to have to fight their keisters off uh, to make it for an eighth season because you got teams like Jefferson nipping at their heels. Jefferson could be a playoff team back-to-back years. Who knows the last time that happened for the Silver Foxes. Good for them. Good for head coach Tony Martinez. El Paso High, 2-0 and going into tonight. Uh, they lost their quarterback, Jerry Chidas, uh, last week. Uh, a pretty, I believe he is not playing tonight, as you see them out uh, struggling with, with San Eli a bit. But, uh, yeah, those playoff spots could really be up for grabs. Chapin was a district winner last year, and, and they've struggled out of the box as well. So that could be a fun district. Just to, I'm not sure anybody knows, outside of Canyon Tio, and you'd like to think Andrus once Malcolm Anderson comes back and is healthy and making plays. But uh, the rest of it might be a crapshoot. Absolutely. Going to be wide open. Going to be fun to watch. Hey, let's head out to Andrus Eagle Stadium. Just talking about those Andrus Eagles. A really tough night tonight against the Divide Conquistadors. Let's head out to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, with an update from Alan Sepkowitz Stadium on Divide and Andrus. Brandon. 10 for 2 left in this contest. Divide is blowing open 44 to 7 over Andrus. It's been a tremendous half for Delvai at the 451 mark of the third quarter. They're running back Juan Archuleta scoring on a 42-yard touchdown. PAT was no good, making the score Delvai 30-7 over Anderson at the 213 mark of the third quarter. Delvai continues to be relentless as their quarterback Ramos finds his wideout Eli Molina for a 25-yard touchdown. The PAT was good there, making the score 37-7 Delvai over Andrus. And just here at the 10-12 mark, of the fourth quarter, the scoring frenzy continues as Del Valle quarterback Ramos, a 48-yard touchdown to his wideout. Jonathan Estrada, a very versatile offense, spreading it around all over the field. And keep in mind, Del Valle, without one of their stud wideouts, uh, Damian Diaz, who's out with a dislocated shoulder. Coach Contreras said prior to the game, he's looking to hopefully come back by next week. Look out, everybody. 10-03 left here in this game. Del Valle, 44-7 over Andrus. All right, Iceman, thank you so much, boy. All Delvi, all night long at Allen Sepkowitz Stadium. Boy, looking well, 44-7 to late in the fourth quarter. Let's head out to Bill Coon, the Burgess Mustangs, hosting the Parkland Matadors. This one been, has been all Matadors all night long as well. Let's head out to Bill Coon for an update from Mustang Stadium. Bill. The quickest game of the night, it is over here at Burgess Stadium. It is Parkland Matadors 27, Burgess Mustang 7. Burgess came out in the second half, throwing the ball, scored the touchdown. They had a huge fourth and 50 drive. I'm sorry, uh, fourth and 10 drive down the field. Fake punt by Alex Herrera, their punter, and he runs it down to the four yard line of Parkland. But uh, next play was a fumble by the quarterback. Turns the ball over. Took the sale. Went out of the sales completely uh, budget Burgess. So with the game over with here at Mustang Stadium, it is Parkland 27, Burgess 7. All right, Bill. Great job tonight. Nice job from Mustang Stadium. We'll see you over at Union Draft House on Sunland Park. Thank you for the wrap. That wrap up as Parkland improves to two and one. 
Burgess falling to 0-3. And, and, Paul, you are just talking about in that 5A Division II ran. There's Burgess at 0-2. Andrus potentially 0-3. I'm sorry, Burgess 0-3. Jefferson right there. El Paso high. That's going to be a, a crapshoot for that, those last two uh, playoff spots. Yeah, I think it really is. Uh, you know, every week's uh, you know, a new story. But, uh, yeah, Malcolm Anderson coming back for Andrus. I mean, I still have faith in them, though. Delvi is a good team. Andrews should not be getting thumped the way they're getting thumped tonight. Uh, you know, Delvi the favorite in this, but you know maybe two or three scores. Uh, this one's way too easy. It'll be a fun one next week. Parkland and Chapin. We'll really get to see what these two teams are made of. Parkland and Chapin next week at Parkland High School in the Bull Ring. Hey, let's head out to David Guest. Boy, this one has been all Hanks all night long. Let's see if they score to put another uh, two, three touchdowns on the board. Ah. Let's head out to David Guest, Hanks hosting Irvin. David, what's the update there? Yeah, so I'm looking at uh, Hanks receiver Dominic Casillas running down the field towards the end zone. It would be the first score for Hanks. It's currently 56-14 to 14 as the fourth quarter has just begun so no scores yet in the second half for hang <laughs> but man redemption game for them after a 30 33 to 39 loss last week to el paso they have scored in a variety of ways in this first half three touchdown scores through the air for marcus put us two on the ground for running back xavier johnson uh two pick sixes from the defense and a kickoff touchdown return for wide receiver jude blanco um as i mentioned hanks has been scoring at will though Irving quarterback Isaac Guerrero did find his favorite receiver, Jonathan Tyrez, early and Clay Briones for two scores, but his two interceptions were painfully costly as they resulted in 15 points for Hanks, and Irvin has struggled to get anything going since. As I mentioned, 56-14 to 14 here in the fourth quarter, all Hanks. All right, David, thank you so much. Boy, all Hanks all night long over there at Excalibur Stadium. I'm sure they're enjoying that after several years of really tough football play over there at Excalibur Stadium. That's out of J.D. Sursley. But what looked like a huge Isleta victory, but here come the Bowie Bears. Let's head out to the reservation. Isleta hosting Bowie. Let's get an update from J.D. Sursley. J.D. All right, 11.51 left in the fourth quarter. Just beginning, uh, Bowie's clawing its way back uh, 27-20 after a great methodical drive, run, pass, run. Gallo Barrera with a beautiful 14-yard dime uh, to Antonio Antiveros for, for the touchdown. The very next drive, Isleta fumbles. A uh, beautiful gift for Bowie all the way down to the goal line. And then they score again. So, uh, Abraham, uh, Joe Rodriguez scored that touchdown. So now it is 27 20. Uh, Isleta is driving, but a few penalties have pushed him back. Um, 11.41 left in the fourth, 27 20 now. Thank you very much, JD. What an exciting game there at Isleta's Hutchins Stadium between the Isleta Indians and the Bowie Bears. Hey, we have a final at Clint's Lions Stadium. The Gadsden Panthers come in and take down the Clint Lions. Let's get a final wrap up from Russ Bannister. Russ. Uh, yes, at Clint, uh, the stadium's empty and the hearts of uh, Gadsden fans are full. It's their first victory. They're one and three now. Uh, for uh, Gadsden, they're a uh, multi. Purpose quarterback uh, Tomas uh, Herrera had an outstanding night. He had uh, 101 yards on the uh, through the air. He had 86 on the ground. And total offense for Gadsden uh, has come alive tonight. They had a 242 yard total offense. 
where Clint, what was surprising, they only had 145 yards. But um, it was not so much defense tonight. It was fumbling and penalties on both sides. Uh, Clint turned the ball in, over uh, inside the five-yard line uh, twice. Uh, Gadsden turned it inside the, the uh, five-yard once, and these are on fumbles, so it's, it really hurt both teams tonight. Uh, next week, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, next week, Clint uh, travels to Bel Air, the Highland Stadium, and Gadsden goes, uh, travels, they travel to Las Cruces, and they'll play in the Field of Dreams and play in Oregon Mountain. So from Clint Stadium, the final score, 21 Gadsden, 12 for Clint Lions. All right, Russ, thank you so much. Great job out there. We'll see you at our post-game get-together at Union Draft House on Sunland Park. We also have a final from Jefferson Silver Fox Stadium. The Riverside Rangels proven victorious tonight. Let's get an update and a final wrap-up with Adrian Broadus. Adrian. That's right. We got a final score out here at Silver Fox Stadium. The Riverside Rangers finish it. They win 42-14 against the Jefferson Silver Foxes to improve to undefeated 3-0 on the season. Uh, give a lot of credit to standout quarterback, the all-around guy, Angel Speedy Munoz for the Riverside Rangers. Six of nine through the air, 139 passing yards. He had a touchdown. He threw an interception. He caught an interception on defense. And then on the ground today, Six carries for 145 rushing yards, three total touchdowns for the standout senior for the Riverside Rangers. I'd also really like to play from running back Jose Guardado for Riverside tonight. Uh, 14 carries, 112 rushing yards, and he had a touchdown reception from 53 yards out tonight. Uh, just an all-around great effort by the defense from the Riverside Rangers. They stopped Jefferson four different times while the Silver Foxes were driving inside Riverside territory, including grabbing away a uh, turnover. Uh, and this is credited for middle linebacker Vincent Serena. He had a 62-yard fumble recovery, a strip and score for the middle linebacker. On the Jefferson side of things, they were led by running back Miguel Rubio, 25 carries, 178 yards on the ground, a 41-yard rushing touchdown for him uh, through the air. Andre Lopez kind of struggled today, 4 of 12, 37 passing yards and an interception for the Silver Foxes. Up next, Jefferson going up against Bowie out at the Sun Bowl next week, and then uh, Riverside will travel to Alamogordo, and that will be their game to try to keep their unbeaten streak alive. So, again, we've got a final out here at Silver Fox Stadium. It's the Riverside Rangers, 42, and the Jefferson Silver Foxes, 14. And both this just in from J.D. Sursley, that uh, Sleda Bowie game. A Roth Gomez, second touchdown of the night, nine-yard run, boost that lead to 34-20, a sled over Bowie. All right, Isleta's starting to pull away there late in the fourth quarter, but what a tight game there. Isleta allowing Bowie to come back in that one. Remember, Isleta up by 20 in the third quarter, but now back up by 14, 34-20. We're going to take a break, get to our Oscar Arrieta Agency local scoreboard. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 
Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. I'm Bo Bagley alongside Paul McKinnon and producer Angel Munoz. Hey, let's get to our local scoreboard brought to you by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. From a locally owned insurance agency, the Oscar Arrieta Agency is proud to serve El Paso. With seven locations from the west side to Fabens, the Oscar Arrieta Agency can help with your home, auto, and life insurance. Oscar Arrieta is the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Visit RiseUp915 to learn more about prizes and giveaways for the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Let's go to our scoreboard, currently in our 915 Tours Game of the Week. Eastlake leading Eldorado 17-0 in the third quarter. Riverside all over Jefferson 42-14, that's a final. Delvai up on Andrus this late in the fourth quarter. Delvai up 44-7. This is a final at Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium. Canateo all over Austin 35-0. A final out at Mustang Stadium. Parkland over Burgess, 27-7. Hanks all over Irvin right now. This in the fourth quarter. It's now 63-14. Hanks over Irvin. We have a final at Mountain View's Lobo Stadium. 60-21. Seminoles victors over Mountain View. Also other scores. We have right now a slugfest between Isleta and Bowie at the reservation. Isleta leading Bowie 34-20 in the fourth quarter. And a final at Clint Lions Stadium, 21-12. Gadsden all over Clint. Earlier today, Pebble Hills over Eastwood, 40-22. And up in Chaparral, Bel Air over Chaparral, 53-0. Fort Stockton over Horizon, 31-3. That's a final. Currently, Oregon Mountain leads Rio Rancho up in Albuquerque, 10-7 at halftime. Santa Teresa all over Cobre. This is a final, 42-6. Santa Teresa improves to 2-2. Two two. Also, Centennial all over Mayfield, a final, 49-13. And a slugfest at Wildcat Stadium, Anthony leading Hatch, 33-0. Other action at Kennedy High School, Cathedral leading Fabens, 12-7 in the third, and El Paso High, Oliver Sinelli, 33-14. And Sleta, Daniel Martinez strikes one more time, 55 yards down the sideline. Sleta looking to put this one in the W column. They now lead Bowie 41-20 out at the reservation. All right, Paul, thank you so much. Let's head out to our 915 Tours Game of the Week. Get an update on El Dorado and Eastlake with Steve Escajeda. Steve. Well, we've got uh, 10 minutes and 10 seconds here to go in the third quarter. And, uh, of course, it's uh, still Eastlake 17 and El Dorado nothing. Uh, like you said, at halftime, it's been the uh, Luke Duomali show for uh, Eastlake, uh, the quarterback for the uh, Falcons, uh, 10 out of 18 in the first half for 128 yards and a touchdown pass, also 47 yards on the ground and another score for the Falcons. Uh, for El Dorado, again, the, the going has been really tough tonight. 83 total yards. Right now they've uh, got the ball here. They uh, In the second half, they just passed midfield. So trying to get something down, they're looking at a third and two from the uh, 48-yard line of uh, Eastlake. And, and again, uh, this drive is going to be really important to see if they can get themselves back in the ball game uh, before they fall any further. And just something else between these two teams. Uh, the last four times these two teams have met, I mean, Eastlake has dominated the series. Beating El Dorado all four times by an average score of 36 to 11. And tonight we're getting pretty much more of the same thing. It looked like uh, maybe uh, El Dorado starting 2 and 0 in the season. Maybe we might uh, be able to turn the corner this year. 
but so far it's been more of the same. 8.58 now to go in the third quarter. It's East Lake 17, Eldorado nothing. All right, Steve, thank you so much. All right, Steve, thank you so much in our 915 Tours Game of the Week. Eastlake leading Eldorado 17-0. 915-Tours, a division of classic, elegant coaches, is providing the best travel packages from El Paso to Dallas for Cowboys home games. Now, remember, you get packages include a round-trip travel, hotel stay in Dallas, an ultimate fan experience, meet and greet with the players, and, of course, your ticket to watch the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday, the home game against the Bucks. That's sure to be a fun one. Hey, let's head out to Brandon Cohn at Andrus. Alan Sepkowitz Stadium. Get an update because this one's been all Delvi all night long. Iceman, take it away. 145 remaining in this contest, and Delvi still with a commanding 44 to 7 lead over Andrus. Andrus in garbage time, knocking on the door at about the three yard line, probably going to get a late score. But it's been all Delvi. What a tremendous second half for the Conquistadores. Their quarterback Ramos, 14 of 20 so far in this game, 231 yards, four touchdowns it's all but a thing here almost put a bow on it almost a cherry on top 120 to go in this contest tick 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 del valle 44 to 7 over andrus all right brandon thank you so much and once again del valle and canatillo looming next week del valle prepping for that one no injuries of course we don't want any injuries all over the borderland but of course they're uh they're uh Putting in the reserves, uh, getting ready for Canatillo next weekend because this one all divide. Hey, let's head out to Hanks Excalibur Stadium. I hear uh, Hanks has a 70 spot up on the Irvin Rockets. Let's head out to David Guest for an update. David. That's right. Just about everything has gone right for the Hanks Knights tonight. The only thing just about that's gone wrong for them, star running back Xavier Johnson is out of the game after two early scores and coming off of back-to-back 200-yard games. He's been out since the first quarter, and he's been replaced by backup running back Ruben Laguna. Hanks has had two scores uh, so far in the, uh, recently in the second half, and they lead 70-14. to 14. Those two scores uh, coming from wide receivers Dominic Casillas and m- most recently wide receiver Jude Blanco, his second touchdown of the night. Backup quarterback Vita Gay now in for the Hanks night. 70-14. to 14. Four minutes and 45 seconds left to go. All right, David, thank you so much. I'm sure by the next time we talk to you, we'll get a wrap-up from that game there. 70-14, to 14, the Hanks Knights over the Irvin Rockets late in the fourth quarter. Speaking of a late in the fourth quarter, a surge by the Isleta Indians over the Bowie Bears. Now remember, Isleta just led by a touchdown with 11 minutes to go in this game, but boy, Two unanswered touchdowns, and Isleta is pulled away by 21 points. Let's get an update from J.D. Sursley as Isleta hosting Bowie. J.D. Yeah, 9.02 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Isleta 41, Bowie 20. Yeah, the Bears were clawing back, but the Indians said, oh, no, uh, we're stopping you right there. Eric Gomez, nine-yard touchdown right after we got off, and then after the very next uh, drive, Daniel Martinez with a 55-yard run uh, sweep just right up the right side of the hash. Uh, and now 41-20, 8.53 left, movie driving. All right, J.D., thank you so much. We'll uh, get an update there. Uh because it looks like it's Azleta tonight looking for their first victory of the season over the Bowie Bears. Remember, visit 600ESPNElPaso.com for recaps, photos by Prep 1, and final scores for Football Friday Night. Make sure to subscribe to the Football Friday Night On Demand for the replay of each show. 
Football Friday Night On Demand is available wherever you get your podcasts. Football Friday Night will take a quick break. We'll have our local scoreboard brought to you by Oscar Audietta Agency. Then our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Longhorn Distributing. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We have a final from Andrus Allen Sepkowitz Stadium, 44-7. Delvai, Oliver Andrus. We'll hear from the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, in just a little bit. First, let's get you some scores all over the borderland. Brought to you by Oscar Audietta Agency from a locally owned insurance agency. The Oscar Audietta Agency is proud to serve El Paso with seven locations from the west side to Fabens. Okay, in our 915 Tours Game of the Week, East Lake up on El Dorado, 17-0 in the third quarter. It's a final Riverside over Jefferson, 42-14. It's a final at Allen Sepkowitz Stadium, 44-7, Delvai over Andrus. Canateo all over Austin, 35-0 the final. Parkland defeats Burgess, 27-7. Hanks, this currently in the fourth quarter, Hanks has put up 70 Hanks is up on Irvin, 70-14. Seminole, all over Mountain View, 60-21. Isleta topping Bowie right now, this game in the fourth quarter, 41-20. And Gadsden, all over Clint, 21-12. In Thursday night's action, Americus defeated Montwood, 40-37. And Franklin topped Coronado, 57-23. That's the Cougars' fifth straight victory in the Westside Bowl over Coronado. Earlier today, Pebble Hills topped Eastwood. 40 to 22 the final last check in the fourth quarter the El Paso High Tigers lead the San Eli Eagles 33-14 Cathedral leading Fabens in the third quarter 12 to 7 Bel Air topping Chaparral this is a final 53-0 Fort Stockton all over Horizon 31 to 3 the final Centennial all over Mayfield in the land of enchantment 49-13, Centennial improves to 3-1. and one. Uh, In other action, Oregon Mountain leads Rio Rancho 10-7 at halftime. Santa Teresa lead, defeats Cobra 42-6, that's a final. And at last check, Anthony leads Hatch Valley in the fourth quarter, 33-30. Now let's head out to our Longhorn Distributing out-of-town scoreboard with Paul McKinnon. Paul. And some interesting action throughout uh, mostly Central Texas. Uh, let's, let's always start where we do with the big boys in 6A. Midland Legacy gets back in the W column, 56-20. to 20. They uh, host and uh, play poor hosts as they uh, take care of Abilene, as, as I said, 56-20. to 20. Look at this one. Permian and Tascosa, man, they always give it to each other. Doesn't matter that uh, Tascosa no longer in 6A. 13 to 12, the Mojo squeak by a one pointer defensive struggle as the O had to go for somebody in this one. Tascosa falls to two and one. Permian now moves to three and O as they look to uh, claim that District 26A title. Uh, Abilene Cooper and San Angelo Central, uh, 5A versus 6A again. This one uh, in OT, Abilene Cooper, last we checked. Up forty-one to thirty-eight. Zero and two. Abilene Cooper Central one and one. Central like the old gray mare, not what she used to be. But uh, look at a squeak went out against uh, Cooper. As I said, trailing in overtime. Elsewhere, Keller destroys Odessa in a battle of two and zero teams. Fifty to twenty-one. Odessa falls to two and one. And Amarillo, wow, zero and two takes down two and zero Midland. Midland not the strongest of a non-district uh, schedule, but Amarillo comes through at Midland, twenty-seven to eight. They win that one, get their first W of the year, and 
Wichita Falls Rider hosting Lubbock Coronado. A good one, but the team that wins won again. Uh, Wichita Falls Rider moves to 3-0, 28-24 in a tough contest. And Caprock shuts out 4A Pampa. 20 to nothing. The twos and the O's go wild as 2 0 Pampa, 2 0 Caprock loses 2 0 to O. 20 to nothing. Caprock beats uh, Pampa. And that is your Longhorn Distributing out of town scoreboard. All right, Paul, thank you so much. Longhorn Distributing, the only hot seat dealer in West Texas and Southern New Mexico, your source for cleaning equipment, service, and supplies. Longhorn Distributing, 5516 East Paisano Drive in El Paso. And we have a score update. It's a final at Andrus Allen Sepkowitz Stadium. I was wrong. Let's get an update. 44-13, Delvai victorious over the Andrus Eagles. For the final wrap-up, let's go to the Iceman, Brandon Cohn. Brandon. We have a final here at Allen Stepwood Stadium, Del Valle, 44-13 to over Andrus. The Conquistadores moved to 2-1 and on the year. Great game next week at home against Canyon Teal on the 16th of September. Next up for them, quarterback Jesse Ramos, stellar evening, 14-20, 231 yards, four total touchdowns, two through the air, two on the ground, had six carries for 64 yards. Running back Juan Archuleta, seven carries, 64 yards, a TD Wideout Eli, Eli Molina, the star through the air, four receptions, 106 yards, one touchdown. Wideout Jonathan Estrada, a touchdown reception. And the defensive player of the game by far, in my opinion, Josh Torres at 77 yards. TD scored in the first quarter on the sack strip fumble recovery for the long touchdown. Beautiful play on their part. Andrus falling to 0-3 on the year. Next, they will be at Horizon. Their quarterback, Elias Duncan, 5 of 18, 43 yards. One touchdown. Did have 21 rushes, 67 yards. One touchdown on the ground. Running back Marcus Wilson, 12 carries, 49 yards. Also, other running back Dominic Nava scored a TD late and wide out. Isaiah Owens, two receptions, 29 yards, one TD. And this this kid, you know, used to struggle without their star running back Malcolm Anderson out the last two weeks with a high ankle sprain, looking like he'll be out at least one to two more weeks. It's a final here at Allen Sepkowitz Stadium. Al Del Valle, they win this one, 44-13. All right, Brandon, thank you so much. Great job tonight. We'll see you at our post-game wrap-up party over at the Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive. Del Valle proven to 2-1, and 44-13 victors over the Andrus Eagles. We also have a final, Cathedral pulling off potentially the upset over Fabens. Cathedral defeats Fabens 12-7 at, at Kennedy High School. Both teams 2-1 on the season. A very big win for the Cathedral Fighting Irish. And Cathedral travels to Anthony next week. That should be a fun one. Anthony holding on to just a slim 33-30 lead that game late in the fourth quarter. And I think they're just about a stone's throw from uh, Anthony tonight anyway out at Lowenberg Stadium. Uh, I tell you, with that kind of success out of Kenny Teo on the uh, Smurf turf, you know, they may not want to ever give it up. Absolutely. We'll see. 12-7, to Cathedral victors over the Fabens Wildcats. Another action in the fourth quarter, El Paso increasing their lead over San Elizario. El Paso High up 45-14. El Paso High looking to improve to 3-0 and on the young season. Can you believe that? And we talked about that crazy District uh, 1-5A Division Two. all those teams fighting for Six teams, and, you know, they're all in the playoff hunt. I mean, district hasn't even started. Of course they are. But, uh, you, you know, you could make, make a case for every single one of those guys, and you could make a case for every, almost every single one of those guys outside of Kenya Tia not making the playoffs at all. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. A couple of weeks away still till uh, that district gets rolling. 
And other uh, action up in the land of enchantment up in Albuquerque. In the third quarter, Rio Rancho now taking the lead over Oregon Mountain. Rio Rancho up 10, 20 to 10 in the third quarter over the Oregon Mountain Knights. Hey, let's head back out to David Guest, Hanks Knights, and the Irvin Rockets. Oh, let's head out to actually Steve Escajeda, our 915 Tours Game of the Week. Steve Escajeda has Eastlake hosting El Dorado. Steve, what's the update? Well, we've got 3.22 left to go in the third quarter, and nothing has changed. It's still Eastlake 17, El Dorado nothing. And when I say nothing has changed, I mean nothing has changed. No, no team has done anything here in the third quarter. They're, they're moving it between the 40s, I think, uh, to each other, and uh, they're having a punt fest so far. So both teams struggling all night long. It's almost, we can call this almost the quicksand bowl. I mean, uh, nobody can get their foot in, really, especially El Dorado. I mean, Quincy Estrada, the quarterback, having a really tough night, 2 out of 12, throwing the ball for 70 yards. That's it. In fact, they've only got 92 total yards in the ball game. Uh, we said earlier that it was a loop, a Lomelisio, and it still is. A 12 out of 21, passing for 147 yards and a touchdown. He's also running for 65 yards now and another score. And uh, his favorite target, Isai Perea, uh, six catches, 88 yards, and one touchdown. So, again, uh, I wish I could tell you more, but nothing's gone on. We've got 302, 301 to go here in the third on homecoming night for East Lake. They lead El Dorado 17 to nothing. All right, Steve, uh, nice job out there. Get yourself some stadium nachos over there at the sack. Uh, Kick back, put your feet up. But at least you're watching some football. And fun, Eastlake, again, 17-0 over the El Dorado Aztecs in the third quarter. We heard there's another touchdown at the Hanks knights Irvin Rockets game at Excalibur Stadium. Yeah. Will it be the Hanks knights Could they get to 80? Let's head out to David Guest for an update. David. Yeah, it's not the Hanks knights They will not get to 80 tonight. We just went final here at Hanks High School. Hanks are victorious. 70-21 to the final. Irvin did just uh, score right before the end of the game with 30 seconds left. Wide receiver Jonathan Tyrez scored his second touchdown of the game from quarterback Isaac Guerrero. The damage was done in the first half by Hanks. Uh, Hanks offense, I mentioned, three touchdown passes from quarterback Marcus Porras, two from running back Xavier Johnson, two pick sixes, a kickoff touchdown return for Jude Blanco. He later had a touchdown score, the last for Hanks. Uh, that put them up 70 to 14. Again, I mentioned 70 to 21, the final. And I just want to close with some good news here. Uh, El Paso football fans, I'm sure you remember the leading receiver, the all time leading El Paso receiver, Michael Blanco, the older brother of Jude Blanco, who scored two touchdowns tonight. He tells me he's coming back to the land of the 915 and to play football for the UTEP Miners. He's going to be starting in January, he says. Uh, just wanted to put that good news in there. And uh, final here, again, Hank, 70-21 to 21 over Irvin. David, great job. Thank you so much. And uh, great job out there at Excalibur Stadium. What an exciting game there between Hanks Knights and Irvin Rockets and great tidbit there on Michael Blanco. We had so much fun watching Michael Blanco as a receiver for the Hanks Knights over the years. And great to hear that he'll be uh, potentially playing for the UTEP Miners in the future. And, of course, uh, little brother Jude had a pretty good night himself, uh, along with last week, I think, uh, almost a couple of hundred yards uh, receiving. So, you know, like big brother, little brother taking right after him. 
Absolutely. Well, David, great job out there. Go enjoy some a 91 points out there at Excalibur Stadium. We'll go enjoy some chicken quesadillas over at Union Draft House on Sunland Park Drive. Union Draft House. 100 beers on tap, a great place to catch the game or talk some sports with delicious food. Once again, Union Draft House on Sunland Park, our home for our post-game get-together. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley at Isleta Stadium. Isleta hosting Bowie. Now we have another touchdown. Bowie still hanging in there within striking distance. Let's get an update from J.D. Sursley. J.D. Great 24 left in the fourth quarter. Yes, you are correct, Mr. Bagley. Uh, Bowie was hanging in there. They scored again, so it was 41, Isleta, 26, Bowie. Uh, unfortunately, Bowie just fumbled, so they just gave the ball right back to Isleta. Um, Juan Corral was the last person to score for Bowie, so to make it 26. Uh, there's been more laundry than a laundromat here in this game. That's why it's been so long. It's flag after flag and then fumble after fumble. So, um, luckily, Isleta has 41, but that's only because the fumbles were inside pretty much the goal line. Um, 41, Isleta, Bowie, 26, 323 left in the fourth quarter. Fumble after fumble, flag after flag, and wine after wine, J.D. Sersley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great job, J.D. Thank you so much. It looks like Isleta is going to pull away with this one after the Bowie fumble. Hey, uh, we also have a final at San Eli's Eagle Stadium. The El Paso High Tigers improved to 3-0, defeating San Eli 45-14. That is a final. And what do the El Paso High Tigers get next week? Well, they get a bye. So what a way to go into the bye week at 3-0, really playing well. That crucial fourth down, fourth and six last week that really had everybody on the edge <laughs> of their seat from your own six-yard line. Oh, my um, goodness. And, uh, and really, the El Paso High Tigers have to be one of the more impressive teams at 3-0 to start this season this year. Uh, yeah, go back to go back to that call though. Gutsiest call. I, I still say insane. Take the safety, get the free kick from the twenty. You still got a four point lead with about a minute left to protect. They still got to score a touchdown. Crazy. I uh, remember uh, uh, not the head coach, no Aguilar at at the seat. Uh, that was the assistant. So <laughs> we'll pin that one on him. It worked. So he's a genius. But uh, takes my place in the pantheon of gutsiest calls I've ever seen. Tom works first year at Riverside. They're playing Pecos. I think it's game three, and I think it's one of those where he's just he's uh, uh, pushing his philosophy of we don't play for ties around here. I'm assuming fourth down and nineteen from his own thirty one yard line. 58 seconds left in the game. Tom Work decides we're going to go for it. Throw a little seam route. Uh, I want to say the guy's name was Demetrius Spratley, but it was a tight end. Spradlin, something like that. He catches the ball. Corner hits him. Safety hits him simultaneously. Different sides. Squirts through. Off for a 69-yard touchdown. Riverside wins. Riverside wins. As I said, that play for me, stood alone in the, I don't know, 30 years I've been watching high school football, and that has finally been surpassed by... 39-33, we lead. It's fourth down on our own six-yard line. Let's run the ball. Yeah. And it works, and they win. There you go. Holy that, smokes. That sounds like Tom Work right there in a nutshell. <laughs> hey, we have a final out at Anthony's Wildcat Stadium in a battle of unbeatens with Hatch Valley. It's Hatch Valley with 23 points in the fourth quarter and a last-second touchdown. Hatch Valley tops Anthony 37-33, big win for Hatch Valley. They improved to 3-0-1, while Anthony falls to 2-1. We're going to take a break. We want to remind you, 
To all you senior high school football players out there, you must have your SAT, ACT results submitted by December 1st to be eligible for the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Combine and the All-Star Game. Go to 915showcase.com and our social media to see weekly top five performers, scores, and stats of teams and players and more. Once again, 915showcase.com for all your Greater El Paso Football Showcase information. We're going to take a break. Football Friday night will return in just a moment. You're listening to Football Friday night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We have final scores all over the borderlands. Some games still in action in our 915 Tours Game of the Week. The East Lake Falcons and the El Dorado Aztecs. Will the Aztecs finally get a field goal on the board? It's now 17-3. East Lake leads this at the start of the fourth quarter. We'll head back out to Steve Escajeda in just a moment. First off, other 6A games from Thursday night. Americus tops Montwood 40-37, and Franklin topping Coronado 57-23. Earlier today, Pebble Hills, Oliver Eastwood, 40-22. And once again in our 915 Tours Game of the Week, Eastlake leading Eldorado in the fourth quarter, 17-3. In other action, Riverside, Oliver Jeff, 42-14. Delvai, Oliver Andrus, is the final 44-13. Canateo shuts out Austin High School, 35-0. Parkland topping Burgess, 27-7. Hanks putting up 70 on the Irvin Rockets. Hanks improving to 2-1 with a 70-21 victory over the Irvin Rockets. Elsewhere, El Paso High picking up a 45-14 victory over San Elizario. Bel Air all over Chaparral, 53-0. Fort Stockton topping Horizon, 31-3. And Seminole topping Mountain View in 4A, 60-21. Elsewhere, Cathedral pulls out a squeaker at Kennedyu High School, taking on Fabens Wildcats. Cathedral victors over the Wildcats, 12-7. Up in the land of enchantment, Centennial topping Mayfield, 49-13. Oregon Mountain trails Rio Rancho this game in the fourth quarter. It's Rio Rancho 20 Oregon Mountain 10, once again, that in the fourth quarter. Elsewhere, Santa Teresa tops Cobre 42-6. Santa Teresa improves to 2-2 on the season. And Rudoso leads Robertson 21-13, this in the fourth quarter. Now, late in the fourth quarter, Hatch Valley with a last-second touchdown. Hatch Valley tops Anthony 37-33. Let's head back out to our 915 Tours Game of the Week and join Steve Escajeda with an update on El Dorado and Eastlake. Steve. We've got 10.04 left to go in the ballgame. We finally made it to the fourth quarter. It's now Eastlake 24, El Dorado 3. Mm. It was uh, 17 nothing as we said earlier. Uh, El, uh, El Dorado finally got a drive going uh, that resulted in a Garrett Felix 29-yard field goal to cut it to 17-3. to I mean, you're gonna, you need a field goal anyway, so the drive stall of the, uh, uh, again, kicked it to get within two touchdowns. But on the suing, in, the, in the ensuing position, uh, Eastlake, uh, in the immortal words of our Brendan Cohen, said, not so fast there. And they put on a great drive, ending in a Jeremiah uh, Escamilla nine-yard run uh, to make it 24-3. to And uh, with uh, oh, just a little over 10 minutes to go in this one, that could be the backbreaker of the evening. Uh, so far, again, uh, very uh, – oh, you know what? Well, we're on the air. we got to kick off. And we had uh, almost a kill by El Dorado. We turned him to kick all the way to the 11-yard line of Eastlake. So uh, maybe uh, <laughs> even the team isn't over yet. El Dorado's got a little bit of life in them. Uh, they're going to kick over the first, and they're going to call it officially inside the 10. So it'll be a first and goal at about the nine and a half yard line. So we're just not over yet. Uh, I'll tell you what, things get hot, I'll call back. <laughs> Literally, I guess, I guess that's a, that's an out. Okay, I'm just gonna call back. Boom, I'm out. 
Peace out, Steve. All right, we'll hear from you in a little bit. Once again, 24-3, East Lake over El Dorado late in the fourth quarter there. Looks like Falcons are rolling. Maybe the Aztecs can mount a comeback. We'll, uh, we'll see. Hey, we have a final from Robertson Rudoso. Tops Robertson 21-13. Rudoso improves to 3-1 and on the season. And uh, this one should be winding down at the reservation. Let's go out to Hutchins Stadium for a wrap-up with J.D. Sursley on Isleta and Bowie High School. J.D. Yeah, we're we're done here pretty much. Um, Eris Gomez and the Isleta Indians, uh, you know, threw the salt on the dying bear. Uh, they scored again and got the two-point conversion, so it's 49-26. Um, Isleta over Bowie. Uh, Evan Martinez, I guess, is the MVP. Uh, 140 yards over in the air and one touchdown, but uh, lackluster play, a lot of flags, a lot of fumbles. Um, you know, apparently Bowie didn't take their cough syrup because they kept coughing it in their their side of the field, and then that that's why they blessed East Leto with so many points. Um, 49 to 26, East Leto over Bowie. All right, JD, thank you so much. Is Leto pulling out their first victory of the season? It's a final 49 26. Is Leto over Bowie? Uh, Isleta and Bowie both one and two on this season, and we'll see what what happens after this one. Now, Isleta travels to Burgess. Burgess not playing well. That should be an interesting game. Meanwhile, the Bowie Bears, well, they get Jefferson at the Sun Bowl, so that should be a fun one. And Bowie's hundredth centennial anniversary. See if the Bowie Bears can top their arch rivals, Jefferson Silver Foxes, next week at the Sun Bowl. Yeah, and, and that should be a fun one. We just saw Jefferson, you know, in, in their only loss this year, may have played their best game. They gave, gave Riverside, a team that was in the round of 16 in the 4A state playoffs last year, you know, everything they wanted for a while. And Bowie coming off the big horizon win a week ago, 31-20. That was a little shocker to me. And they were able to hang in with Asleta as well. You know, maybe that's not the biggest deal, but compared to the Bowie team we saw last year, it really is because Bowie got rolled uh, a season ago. This is a, a much better team. Uh, the sophomore Abe Carrasco, a big part of it. Remember his, uh, his brother, we always look at the brothers, Herman Carrasco. That's the guy who took Bowie to the uh, uh, district title. What was it, 2016? They hadn't won a district title since 1974 at the time. Carrasco at quarterback takes them there. I mean, they were co-champs, but they actually beat Andrus head up. So if you go back to the old school, they would have been the district champs. And uh, as I said, one Carrasco was terrific for Bowie. I think this one's going to be a boon as well. Played a little quarterback last year as a freshman on a team that was, was really just miserable. This is a much better version of the Bowie Bears. And Abe Carrasco, the sophomore, is going to be a big part of whatever they do this year. Jeff Bowie next week at the Sun Bowl should be fun. Should absolutely be fun. We're actually going to ask our producer, Angel Munoz, to get Steve Escahead on the line. Aztecs just scored a touchdown, so cut the East Lake lead to 14 in our 915 Tours game of the week. So it's now 24 to 10. East Lake over El Dorado in the fourth quarter. Here come the Aztecs. Do you think they have it in them to score that many points against the East Lake defense? That's tough. Well, uh, onside kick to come, I would say, if you're down a couple of scores. Even though there's a lot of time left, uh, maybe try surprise onside. I did see Mont would come back from uh, <laughs> much more than this, about 20 down uh, last night to Americas, and they were within, well, eight yards of, of, of uh, taking a victory instead. What was it, 42-39, something like that. Just came up short. End zone interception by uh, our defensive player of the city, of uh, of the week, uh, Mario Holguin, three interceptions, one a pick six and one in the end zone to shut off uh, uh, the Montwood comeback with about 11 seconds left. So, 
Absolutely. We just read all the final scores. We just have one game still in action right now in the borderland. Eastlake hosting El Dorado. Let's go out to Steve Escajeda. We got an Aztec touchdown. Steve, what happened out there at the sack? Well, that one game just got a little bit closer. Uh, we told you that uh, finally El Dorado had something going there near the 10-yard line. Well, they finally marked it at the 12. And on the very next play, quarterback uh, Quincy Estrada hit uh, Evan Garcia from that 12-yard line. The extra point was good. And El Dorado is still within uh, striking distance. 24-10, to 10, they're down to Eastlake with 8.42 left to go here in the fourth quarter. However, Eastlake, the Falcons do have the ball in uh, uh, their uh, 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 enemy territory. They're at about the 42-yard line. They're looking at a third down and two from there. In fact, we'll show a play here. In fact, the quarterback's going to keep the ball, and he's going to gain a first down rather easily at the 35-yard line. So, 8-20 and counting in this ball game. Well, still uh, hanging around. El Dorado, they're trailing East Bank 24-10. All right, Steve, thank you so much. Eight minutes to go on that one, just 24-10 to 10 now. This should be a fun one towards the end. We'll see if Eastlake can hold on, run out the clock, and really hold on to this game. Or maybe El Dorado can force a turnover and really get back into this. Should be a lot of fun. We're going to take a break, come back with our top athlete and our senior player of the night. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso.
Welcome back to week three of Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Final scores all over the borderland. One game still in action. That's the East Lake Falcons leading the El Dorado Aztecs 24-10 late in the fourth quarter. East Lake looking to hold on to this one. And we'll get out to Steve Escajeda in just a moment. But we're going to talk about our senior player of the game brought to you by the Greater El Paso Football Showcase. Senior uh, player of the night. And uh, let's go out to Paul McKinnon. Who do you got? Bo, thanks so much. Our senior player of the game is actually going to be our seniors players of the game. <laughs> I think it all has to agree, doesn't it? And it's going to come from that uh, good Riverside-Jefferson game. Remember, that was a one-score game in the second half. It balloons to 42-14 fi- uh, final and uh, the two biggest reasons, the quarterback Angel Munoz and the running back Jose Guardado, the yin and yang of the Riverside offense. Munoz denied 139 yards through the air. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it is for a Riverside team that hardly throws it. 145 on the ground for uh, Munoz. Remember, when uh, Roman Gomez opened this contest with a with a kickoff return for a score, giving Jeff a big seven nothing lead and really igniting that Silver Foxes crowd. A few plays later, uh, Munoz comes back with a seventy eight yard touchdown run to get uh, Riverside right back into it. And as I said, he finished with one hundred forty five on the ground, uh, three scores total. Jose Guardado, one hundred twelve yards rushing. And a touchdown, but the big 58-yard touchdown reception. So these guys both do a little bit of it all. Oh, by the way, Munoz with an interception as well, at least his second on the season. So Angel Munoz and Jose Guardado, for all they do, are week three seniors of the night for the Riverside Rangers. Absolutely. Our senior football players must have your SAT-ACT results submitted to the Greater El Paso Football Showcase by December 1st if you want to be eligible for the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Combine and the All-Star Game. Go to 915showcase.com and their social media to see weekly top five performers, scores, and stats of teams and players and more. Once again, 915showcase.com for the Greater El Paso Football Showcase information about the Combine and the game. Now time for our top athlete brought to you by Taco Avocat, Paul. And, Bo, for that one, we go back to Thursday night and the sack and that thrilling 40-37 to America's win over Montwood and that D-back. We already mentioned him, Mario Hogeen, just a junior. But, boy, what a night he had. Three picks on the night. He's already got four on the season. The big one, 11 seconds left in the game. Montwood driving the field, had a real opportunity to win this thing. Uh, the quarterback, Southern, forces it into coverage. He's running out of downs, running out of time. Ball tipped up in the air, and Hogeen grabs it in the end zone for his third pick of the night. But the impressive one was the first one, and it was a momentum turner. First quarter, Montwood already up three zip. Trick play, a reverse throwback pass. It's uh, it's Diego Oaxaca who stops. He rolls a little right, and he's looking to go back left. Has his receiver streaking up the seam. Nobody near him. The only problem, with the reason Mr. Oaxaca is a receiver, because he can catch the ball, not a quarterback, because can't throw it. All he's got to do is put a little, little air on it. He's going to have himself about a 60-yard touchdown. Throws the ball on a line. And Mr. Hogan, the safety, sees it, cuts in front of it, 63 yards the other direction. Maricas takes a 7-3 lead and takes control of that game until late in the fourth quarter when, again, he himself puts it in the icebox, the interception, 11 seconds left. Oh, by the way, another pick in between. Mario Hogan for a standout play on the defensive side of the ball, our athlete of the week for the America's Trailblazers. 
Our top athlete, T.A. Taco Avocat. It's brought to you by Need a New Spot to Try? Experience Taco Avocat for feel-good fast food. Family packs available for the big game? Or stop by their drive-thru and grab Taco Avocat to go. Dine in at 2114 North Zaragoza or order online at tacoavocat.com. And those have to be the biggest flautas I've ever seen. Hey, let's head out to uh, Steve Escajeda. Speaking of flautas, have you, have you had some out there at the sack, Steve? Watching this East Lake El Dorado game, what do you got for us? Well, the first thing is I'm going to try to figure out that flauta reference. Uh, second thing is, uh, yeah, 24 to 10 still, Eastlake, uh, leading El Dorado here at the sack. We've got 318 to go in the ballgame. Uh, again, not much has changed. Not a whole lot of action in the second half. But, uh, again, it's been mostly Eastlake. And uh, I guess another couple of storylines we can cover. Uh, talented freshman for El Dorado, Ryan Estrada, came into the ballgame averaging 159 yards on the ground in his first two games. Uh, tonight, again, pretty quiet. 10 carries, 45 yards. That's been it. And he's got six carries tonight of those 10 where he's had either one or zero yards on the carry. So he's had a really tough time tonight. Quarterback Quincy Estrada, big brother Quincy, only four out of 17 passes for 66 yards and one touchdown. And again, they're going really tough offensively, especially for uh, El Dorado tonight. Uh, Eastlake, uh, boy, I tell you what, they've been running that ball, pounding it, trying to use up the clock here in the second half. They've got three uh, runners here that have gained at least 45 yards on the night, uh, led by their quarterback, Luke Romali, 62 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, through the air so far, 14 out of 25, 209 yards, and also a scoring toss. And uh, I'll tell you what, Isai Perea for uh, Eastlake, eight catches on the night, 150 yards and a touchdown. So he's had a really, really nice game. We've got 309. We can almost see the light at the end of the tunnel here. 309 at the sack. It is Eastlake 24, El Dorado 10. All right, Steve. Thank you so much. And by the way, you're our favorite flauta. Great job out there. Once again, 24 to 10, three minutes to go. Eastlake over El Dorado. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, have a wrap-up from the sack. We'll have all of our final scores and take a look at next week. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.
Welcome back to the wrap-up of week three in the Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. In our late game, East Lake leads El Dorado 24-10. Just a few minutes to go in that one. We'll get a final report from Steve Escajeda in just a moment. Other 6A scores. Earlier today, Pebble Hills tops Eastwood 40-22. to In 5A, we have Riverside over Jefferson 42-14. Delvai over Andrus 44-13. Canateo shuts out Austin 35 nothing. Parkland Oliver Burgess 27 to 7. Hanks puts up 70 on the Irvin Rockets, winning it 70 to 21. In elsewhere in 5A, El Paso High tops Sanelli 45 14. Bel Air shuts out Chaparral 53 nothing. In 4A, Mountain View un- previously undefeated Mountain View falls to Seminole 60 to 21. Fort Stockton tops Horizon 31-3, and Cathedral defeats previously undefeated Fabens 12-7. In the land of enchantment, Rio Rancho tops Oregon Mountain 20-13, Centennial all over Mayfield 49-13, Hatch Valley gets a last-second touchdown to defeat Anthony 37-33, Santa Teresa tops Cobra 42-6, and Rudoso defeats Robertson 21-13. Now let's head back out to Steve Escajeda before we look at next week's scores to get a last update from El Dorado and Eastlake. Steve. We've got 152 to go in the ball game. El Dorado's got the ball at the Eastlake 29-yard line, down 24-10. We're looking at a second down and 19 from there. Uh, again, one uh, fifty-two to go. They're going to have to score a touchdown on this drive here, and they're going to have any chance at all. Uh, Quincy has thought in the shotgun. He's got the uh, the ball looking, looking to pass under a heavy rush. He's still scrambling. He's going to be taken down right. Uh, in fact, he's going to be sacked. It's going to be a loss of a couple of yards back to the thirty-one yard line, and that sure isn't going to help things. We've got one thirty-five, one thirty-four to go in this one, and. Uh, El Dorado does not look like they're in too much of a hurry, believe it or not. We're down to 125, and uh, still talking to the coaches. They need a couple of scores here. Third down and 21 from the East Lake 31-yard line. Again, down 24 to 10, down to 110 to go. There's Tata Quincy in the shotgun. He's got the snap, looking downfield. going to throw it toward the left corner of the end zone. He's got a man, and they might go. Oh, I thought they might call an interference, but they're not. That was incomplete uh, pass there, trying to hit uh, Devin, uh, Devin Rubio in the corner of the end zone. And, uh, in fact, that fell incomplete. And uh, that fact that's going to stop the clock because Rubio looks like he might be hurt, maybe cramping there in the end zone, looks like. So they're going to come out and, uh, and give a, uh, take a look at him. 103 to go in the ball game. Eastlake pretty much has this one in hand, uh, 24 to 10. Uh, again, this is a one uh, 6 opener, both teams. So a big win for Eastlake and a very disappointing loss for El Dorado. Again, not able to do much at all on offense tonight. And uh, one thing we knew coming into this ball game was Eastlake, in their first two games this year, had seven turnovers. And they were one and one. Tonight, they've been totally clean. No turnovers at all. Much better. And that's a big reason why they've got this 24-10 lead. So they're still looking at the receiver there in the uh, – Back in the end zone, it like he was crapping, was holding onto his leg, trying to stretch it out. Uh, but again, there's a stoppage in play. 
It's now fourth down and 21 from the 31-yard line. And, of course, this is going to be the last uh, chance that uh, Colorado is going to have to at least try to get closer. And in fact, the receiver is up, and now he's walking back to his own uh, sideline. Uh, good to see that, working on his own. So it looks like he'll be okay. And it, it looked like he, it was just cramping there in the end zone. 103 to go. I guess we'll stick around for this fourth down play. Uh, El Dorado still getting a uh, meeting with their coaches, see what they're going to do. Again, they're at the East Lake 31-yard line. We're looking at a fourth down, 21 yards to go. they got to get the ball to the 10-yard line for a first down. And, of course, it's going to all uh, depend on this play, whether they're going to have any kind of a chance at all just to, just to tie this game. So here we go. Quarterback Quincy Estrella, the senior, in the shotgun, awaiting the snap. And he's got it. He's going to look back. He's going to fire to the right side. Got his man right there in the flat. And he's going to be knocked out of bounds on the 15-yard line. And that's it. That's going to go over to uh, to uh, over to Eastlake. And that's pretty much it. They're probably going to wrap the clock. And, again, up 24 to 10 with 55 seconds to go, guys. That's going to be pretty much the ball game. All right, Steve, thank you so much. Great job out there. We'll see you over at Union Draft House on Sunland Park. Uh, Eastlake bound to be victorious, 24-10. to 10, Just uh, time ticking away, about 40 seconds to go in that one. Hey, we have some updated scores from our Longhorn Distributing out-of-town scoreboard, Paul. Thanks, both. few more rolled in. Of course, you heard these already. Midland Legacy takes out Abilene 56-20. Permian squeaks by Tascosa. 13-12, Abilene Cooper holds on in overtime. 41-38, they beat San Angelo Central, get their first win of the season. Central falls to 1-2. Keller uh, takes down Odessa, 50-21. Amarillo over Midland, 27-8. Amarillo gets their first win. Midland their first loss. Wichita Falls Rider holds off uh, Lubbock Coronado, 28-24. The other Cooper, uh, Abilene Cooper, take, excuse me, Lubbock Cooper, Takes down Abilene Wiley, 42-35, 20 to nothing. Caprock shuts out Pampa, 33-26. Wichita Falls over Plainview. Amarillo Paladura, 31-20. Good win over a tough 4A Lubbock Estacado. And uh, Big Spring over Monahans. Remember Monahans in District 4A, Division 2, along with Clint and uh, Fabens and Mountain View these days. 24-20, Big Spring moves to 2-1. Monahans off a terrific 2021 now falls to 0-3, and Sweetwater takes down another member of that uh, 2-4A Division II uh, district, Pecos, 32-10, Sweetwater over Pecos. And for the last time tonight, that is your Longhorn Distributing out-of-town scoreboard. Those are big wins for uh, Sweetwater and especially Big Spring out there. Hey, taking a look at next, next week, we got a Thursday night matchup over the sack. Pebble Hills taking on El Dorado should be a fun one, but the way Pebble Hills is playing, looks like that's going to be all Spartans in that one. And then what we're looking at is our 915 Tours Game of the Week. The Canateo Eagles and the Divai Conquistadors, both teams 2-1. and one. This is an old district rivalry. This is going to be a lot of fun at Conquest Stadium, Paul, don't you think? Yeah, and I think it's a good time for it. Uh, Del Valle coming off their their best win of the night uh, really had had their way tonight. I, I think you know they found uh, you know found their mojo, if you want to say. Rudy Contreras in that bunch, uh, and they're ready to meet up with Canyonteo. And you talk about a team that's found their mojo, it's got to be Canyonteo. Bad first week, but uh, they've been playing terrifically since uh, defense, and of course, Big L J Martin and that offense uh, has been unstoppable. I think you threw the stat out. What is, what is it? Thirty six uh, points over the last thirty six point. Average over the last couple of weeks after getting the big uh, schwazazzle or 
the big schnau. Anyway, no points in, in week yes. one. By the way, just to get me out of this, uh, out to the sack, East Lake, El Dorado. That one's gone final. 24 to 10, East Lake uh, takes down El Dorado. Okay, East Lake improving to 2 and 1, while El Dorado falls to 2 and 1. The early game at the sack next weekend. Uh, next Friday, Americus hosting Franklin. Uh, Americus pulling off a big win today over Montwood. Franklin tra- playing early, traveling to the sack. Maybe Americus uh, looking for the upset there. I don't know, but Franklin really playing well right now. Yeah, this game last year, Franklin a uh, prohibitive favorite, and America's uh, up in the first half. In fact, uh, <laughs> without the help of the officials, it, that one may have been out of reach. Franklin, a huge comeback in the second half to get it. But uh, Oh, by the way, it hasn't been mentioned. Remember, Matt Moore, uh, week one uh, against Midland Creek, Christian went out third quarter with, well, he got he got speared, uh, targeted, as a matter of fact, and they had to take him off the field. Missed last week, but uh, did play last night and was effective. He was uh, as physical as ever. You know, The America's uh, passing game, who knows, you know, they have Anthony Miranda, but it doesn't look that great. But when Moore's got the ball under under his uh, shoulder, he, he's a force to bring down. And he was all of that last night as he directed them to uh, that big win. So Matt Moore back with America's. Facing Franklin, as I said, it was ugly a year ago. Maybe America's can ugly it up again. That one's uh, at the sack. I've seen a few games. A little surprise. Usually you alternate venues. Uh, Franklin went out to the sack last year. Now Franklin's going out there again. And and we saw the same thing with uh, Eastwood Pebble Hills tonight. The second second straight year that the troop has gone out uh, to the sack to face uh, Pebble Hills. So I guess we're in a new cycle or something. Absolutely. New divisions, new regionals, you know. New districts, I should say. Same old schedule. Yeah, we got uh, East Lake travels to T Bird Stadium. That should be interesting. Jack Quarles, Don Brooks Stadium, Coronado hosting East Lake. Uh, fun one. Andrews travels to Horizon. Chapin travels to Parkland. That should be a fun uh, Northeast battle there. Yep. Burgess hosting Isleta. Uh, some other fun games there in 4A. Clint at Bel Air. Austin Hanks. Mountain View at Irvin. But another fun one, Jefferson and Bowie. Uh, Bowie's 100th centennial celebration. The Bowie Bears and the Jefferson Silver Foxes Friday night at the Sun Bowl. <laughs> That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I just got to tell you, I'm, you know, I'm impressed with the way Jefferson's playing. Uh, they're a better club. You know, they lost their four-year starting quarterback, uh, Nathan Alcala, a year ago, and I thought that was going to be a big deal, especially because, you know, the big running back, the Rubio kid, went with him. You know, they did bring back a couple receivers that you like, and and, and Roman Gomez was one of them, who, by the way, happens to be a pretty terrific athlete, and they're able to plug him in. He's been able to make, make plays along with uh, the littlest Rubio, uh, Miguel Rubio, uh, he ran for 177 tonight. Had his first 200-yard game a week ago. Runs for 177 tonight against a good Riverside defense. And remember, Gomez had the opening kickoff a touchdown return that really got Jefferson moving in the right direction. Not good enough to stick with Riverside throughout the night, but uh, gave him a much better game than I expected. Like I said, I'll, I like the way Jeff is playing. And by the way, this is a, a much better Bowie team from a year ago as well. So, uh, yeah. Good time for these two to meet. It should be a fun one once again Friday night in the Sun Bowl. And for all you high school football nostalgia fans, Friday night, Mayfield and Las Cruces. But my, have the mighty have fallen. Mayfield now a division lower than Las Cruces. This game to be played at the Field of Dreams. Friday night, 7 o'clock. Las Cruces does play tomorrow. They host Rio Rancho Cleveland, 1 o'clock at the Field of Dreams. We'll see which Las Cruces high school team yeah, it, shows up there. It seems like we're knocking out a lot of these rival, rivalry games so quickly. I mean, uh, last night we had uh, you know Franklin Coronado got that out of the way. Eastwood Pebble Hills, you know, it's becoming a rivalry 
breakthrough game, not not historically one, but you know maybe or or could have been at least at this point the a uh, couple of the best teams in that district going at it already and getting this one out of the way. You know you you throw East Lake and Franklin in there as well, but uh, I mean it, it's already gone. You know so much for the anticipation. Let's just get these guys out on the field and, and let them go. Yeah, this is not a district game for Mayfield or Las Cruces, so that's why it's early. I did talk to a Franklin assistant coach earlier today why the Coronado Franklin game was played so early. This is a new round robin lottery system that uh, UIL is using for Texas high school football. So it's not up to the districts anymore. It's not up to the high school teams. It's up to UIL and a lottery system so, so throw it up in the air right. and wherever it lands that's when they play no so, more odessa permian midland lee last game of the season which and, i don't know i kind of miss that i uh, think that'd be a lot of fun but hey that's that's you yeah, that's me mm. so hey uh that does it for week three of high school football football friday night right here on 600 espn el paso remember go to 600 espn el paso.com for all the scores highlights prep one photos and a recap of this very show for Adrian, Adrian Bratis, Angel Munoz, Paul McKinnon, I'm Bo Bagley. Thank you for tuning in to week three of Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.